It's a classic combination. Wings 94-3 and Auburn High School football. It's a rollout and looking for a throwback, and it's there. And give him six. Touchdown, Tigers. Puts his foot in the ground. Dives for the end zone. Give him six. Oh, puts back inside. Let's go. Gets free, and he's going to score. AHS Football on Wings 94.3 is presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, Russell Building Supply, and Southern Union. Also brought to you by Jeff Code Trant, Auburn Bank, Kia of Auburn, University Ace Hardware, and by Gouge Performing Arts Center. Now, the voice of Auburn High Football, Scott Bagwell. Hello, everybody, and for the 22nd year in a row, your Auburn High School Tigers will be competing in the playoffs, and this year it is Auburn High ranked number four in 7A, taking on the Fairhope Pirates, who come in ranked number eight, and if you add them up, it's the lowest combined number across the state this year in, in all playoffs as uh, as uh, Fairhope comes in ranked number eight, eight and two on the year, Auburn High School at nine and one. To be honest with you, this is a game that probably should be played next week in a one-versus-two matchup. Fairhope... Uh, Played poorly against Baker and uh, got some unlucky uh, injuries against uh, Foley. And just like that, that's, a, that's all it takes. It's Fairhope drops down to the three seed. Hello, everybody. Scott Bagwell here, joined by Rob Pate. And, Rob, this is always a special time as uh, playoffs get started and the hunt for a state championship gets underway. Yeah, you're exactly right, Scott. There's nothing like playoff football, the, the culmination of just everything that you've worked for. Um, you know, it starts tonight. And, uh, you know, you, you always want to come out and, uh, and defend your home field, have the opportunity to, uh, to, to, to play uh, in the environment that, uh, that you're accustomed to. But, man, when, when playoff season rolls around and you know that uh, potentially you lose and go home, uh, just another level of, uh, of intensity rises. And uh, I expect this team to come out and meet that challenge tonight. This is the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff, brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience some knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. This is the 22nd straight playoff appearance for Auburn High School. In the first round during that stretch, Auburn High School is 14-7 and and 11-2 and at home. And the man that kind of helped take Auburn um, – to that next level, Coach Maddox kind of got it started, but the guy that helped take Auburn from just making the playoffs to hosting the first round of the playoffs and being a high seed in the playoffs is the Fairhope head coach and Tim Carter. Um, as uh, this is just the third time that these two programs have met each other, and both times Tim Carter has been, or all three times Tim Carter has been the head coach. The first time on the Auburn High School uh, sideline, the other two on the Fairhope sideline, and um, I got a chance to talk with them before the uh, before the game. But um, it's it, it's we've seen a lot of different things this year. But one of the the things that is going to stick out about Fairhope, they're going to be well coached, they're yeah. going to be in the right spot, and uh, they're going to do. This staff is going to do everything they can to make sure their kids have an opportunity to to pull off a big upset here tonight. Yeah, and, and you know the kids know that too. I mean, they, they know the history. They know that uh, there's several members of their coaching staff that uh, have, have coached here. They know the lay of the land. They know the people. And so they want to come in and have a good showing um, just, just because of that, because they respect uh, their coaches and, and they want to do well for them. 
I mean, this is a team that expects to win. Yep. Uh, it's not often that uh, that you're in the first round of the playoffs playing the number eight team uh, in, in the state when you have had the type of season that Auburn has. And, and, and frankly, I, I think that this is probably the best first-round opponent that we've played since I've been in Auburn. Yeah. You know, and so it's a, it's a tough draw. Like you said, this team should likely be the one seed from their region. They slipped to three because of uh, some unfortunate things. And Auburn catches a, a team that, uh, uh, that that can play good football and uh, will be fired up to, to play for their coaching staff. So we'll see how it goes tonight. Back in week uh, five or six, this was the number one and number two teams in the state. Yeah. And now they're playing here in the first round. It's a tough draw for everybody, um, uh, but it's just kind of one of those things. It, it, you know, things fall where they may. Uh, Fairhope got a kicker hurt, and then running back goes down. They lose a one-point game to Foley. They turn the ball over three times, and they go. Then it, and it goes not only the distance. Two of them go for a touchdown. They set up another kick return for a touchdown, and another, inter- another interception by Fairhope sets up another touchdown by Baker, and that leads to a 42-10 to game. And just like that, uh, you go from the one seed in a home game to the three seed and having to travel to Auburn and the number four team in the in the uh, state. So, But uh, the other thing that sticks out about the schedule, this team has won a lot of close games, Fairhope has. Yeah. They, they've lost one close game, but they've won a lot of close. If it is a close game uh, in the fourth quarter, this is a team that knows how to make some plays and come away with a victory. And Auburn hasn't had a lot of close games, you know, other than uh, some that got close towards the end. You have to go probably all the way back to, to Hoover and Enterprise where those games were uh, were kind of nick and tuck all the way up until the, the end of the game. And so – um, you know, it's just a, a game that you don't want to allow them to come in and establish some early momentum yep. and, and feel like that uh, that they belong. They, they, on the other hand, know that they do. And, uh, you know, we just have to go out and, and execute and, and try to, uh, to, to limit the big plays and, and uh, just set the tone early. And when we come back on the other side of this break, we will have keys to the game. This is the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff on the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Do It Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Do It Center and Building Supply. Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. It's Auburn High Game Night on Wings 94.3. And this is the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff. Welcome back to the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff. And this is... And now it is time for Keys to the Game, presented by Byron Smokehouse Breakfast. Scott Bagwell here, joined by Rob Pate. And we, we actually normally in this segment give you a two-for-one, and we're going to continue doing that. My key to the game tonight is containing Caden Creel. The quarterback, the senior quarterback for the uh, Fairhope Pirates has been fantastic this year, completing 66% of his passes. 
Uh, 11 touchdowns now. The big part is 11 interception. He has put the ball in danger some, but he's averaging about 170 passing yards per game, over 100 rushing yards per game, about 270 total yards per contest. He's their leading passer, their leading rusher. He has 10 touchdowns. They run a triple option attack with a lot of motion, but he's the one that makes it go. Auburn High School is going to have to find a way to keep Creel in check here tonight. Yeah, and, and he's coming off a fantastic performance last week at Briarwood, so I think that's an outstanding selection by you and uh, a true dual-threat quarterback that we'll see tonight that Auburn's going to have to contain and not let him get going. I'm going to go with uh, Auburn's offensive front. Um, I think that those guys need to be able to protect. They, they need to be able to establish the run. And, uh, you know, for, for teams that are going to, uh, to, to, to make their case towards marching to Jordan-Hare Stadium and playing for a state title, you have to be able to run the football in the playoffs when it comes down to it. When you need to pick up first downs and move the chains, you've got to have those guys be able to move people up front. And uh, that has been the strength of this team that we thought from the beginning was going to be uh, what carried these guys. And so they didn't play their best football tonight and get started uh, this playoff run the right way. As uh, Yeah, you're right. And, and speaking about this offensive line, I talked to head coach Tim Carter before the game, and he said he thinks this is the best offensive line that Auburn High School's had since he's he's been doing it. And that dates back to the beginning part of the playoff run. And, um, and, and he's got some of the guys that were on those offensive lines on his staff. The offensive line coach over there is an Auburn High grad. The linebackers coach is an Auburn High grad. But uh, Coach Carter knows that uh, – that this offensive line is is probably going to play a huge factor in the game here tonight. Yeah, I mean, those guys week in and week out have, have paved the way. And, uh, you know, they don't get enough probably respect for the, the pass protection that we've seen either because our quarterbacks stay upright for the most part. Um, barring just, uh, you know, just a bust that we have in assignment. Also, you know, piggybacking off of Coach Carter, one of my teammates from, from Auburn University, Quentin Reese, coached uh, when we played Ramsey earlier mm-hmm. in the year, and he raved about this Auburn offensive line. Couldn't believe that uh, a guy like Avery Fer- Ferris wasn't going to play in the SEC, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, so – there's some studs up there, and those guys need to prove it and show it tonight. Yeah, Coach Carter goes, yeah, y'all lose two SEC players and your offensive line got better. Um, and, <laughs> it's and, amazing. Yeah, and this offensive line has been great, and it's probably been one of the best offenses that Auburn High School has had, averaging close to 400 yards per game. If Auburn wants to get to Auburn down the road and play at Jordan-Hare Stadium, this offensive line is going to have to be a huge uh, – is going to have to play at their best. And and uh, we know there's going to be at least one road game most likely, and uh, this, this offensive line is going to have to pave the way uh, down the road and uh, to give this senior class an opportunity to win a state championship. That's tonight's Keys to the Game presented by the Byron, presented by Byron Smokehouse Breakfast. On the other side of this break, joining us will be head coach Keith Etheridge. This is a Russell Building Supply countdown to kickoff and on the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. 
Hello, this is Coley Trent from Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. My dad Bill and I are pleased to be a part of the Opelika, Auburn, and Lee County area and thankful to the families that have placed their trust in us. At Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory, we continue to assure you when you call on us, you will be treated like a member of our own family with passionate and caring service. It's our desire to assist you during your difficult times and help you through your many decisions you face. Call on us in your time of need. Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. It's time for a pregame visit with Auburn High head coach Keith Etheridge. Coach, first round of playoffs, um, you were, you know, the way that you played during the regular season made it to where you don't have to go on the road. It's a home game tonight here in round one, and it's a even though it's a home game in round one, it's a really, really good Fairhope team yeah. coming into uh, to the duck tonight. Uh, just what the, how was the week, and how was the preparation coming into this game? We had a good week. You know, I think we had good preparation because we're playing a good team. Right. You know, I think that our kids understand how good Fairhope is, and they understand that, you know, we've got a tough task ahead of us. Um, they've got some really good players, and uh, Tim does an um, unbelievable job of coaching those guys. They got a good staff down there, and you know we got nothing but respect for for them and uh, and their program. And you know we're just you know we're going in with the same mindset with, that we've had. You know yep. we're playing a nameless, faceless opponent, and we're going to give you know just play Auburn football. And uh, it's it's you're coming to this playoff with. Uh, the benefit of having a bunch of seniors that have been yeah. through a lot of playoff games yeah. and a lot of regular season games and uh, how how nice is it to know that you got this group that uh, you don't really have to tell them hey guys it's winter go home they they, yeah. they grasp it at this point yeah you got some guys I mean take Braden Joyner yeah. for instance I mean he played five playoff games his freshman year played four his three or four his sophomore year then he played three or four his junior yeah. year you got all these sophomores that are here that played in the state championship. You know, there's uh, all these seniors here that played in their state championship as, as a sophomores, you know, and I think that that means a lot. I think they understand it. They they grasp it. They want to they want to get back to that that big game and, and right or wrong. You know, I think that um, and and we've got a great senior leadership. You know, uh, our quarterback, Clyde Pittman, you know, linebackers, you know, Granberry and Clark Cleveland. Octavian and and all those guys, yeah. you know, I think that we're we're um, on both sides of the ball. We got great leadership, and I think they understand how important this game is. Yeah, I know with Fairhope, their quarterback kind of makes everything go. What's the plan tonight for him? Um, just just contain him. Make sure that we we make you know he tries he he he's got great legs. He can throw the ball. You know, he extends plays with with his ability to scramble. So we really got to make sure we know where he's at and with that, that we, at all times, that we keep him from making big plays. Offensively, what do you want to do tonight? Uh, just just continue to do what we've been doing all year long, and that's, that's control the football, make sure that we don't turn it over. You know, we, the times we've gotten in trouble this year is when we've turned the football over. We have a great, you know, on offense and defense, we're really good as far as, you know, um, taking care of the balls and creating turnovers. we got to continue to do that you know, tonight. Coach, thanks for your time. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate y'all. Go Tigers. On the other side of this break, Jack Hudden will join the broadcast and go over everything that's going on here as playoff action gets started. This is the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff and the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This just in, Auburn Bank 
has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Kia of Auburn is excited. It's November and Auburn basketball is back. It's also a great time to check out our winning lineup of Kia vehicles. The new 2023 Kia Telluride is now on the lot. The Kia Telluride certainly has that head-turning wow factor with its bold good looks. And it also comes equipped with a long list of standard features. Shop our complete inventory online at KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn is a proud supporter of Auburn Athletics. Kia of Auburn, where you are always number one. Now, more of the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff on your Auburn High football station, Wings 94-3. Duck Sanford Stadium, once again, it is postseason season. The Auburn High School Tigers are back inside the Duck and are ready to gun at a first-round triumph in the Class 7A Alabama State Playoffs. And a win tonight does just that and puts the Tigers into double digits in the wins in the win column on the year. We are at the corner of University and Glen in Auburn, Alabama, just off the campus of Auburn High School. And welcome back to the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff, brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Auburn, Alabama is the location for this round one road to the state championship game. Auburn trying to reach that all-important title game for the second time in three years. Hello again, everybody. Jack Hudden alongside Scott Bagwell and Rob Pate bringing you this first-round matchup between two cross-state foes tonight. It is the Fairhope Pirates who roll onto the Plains of Auburn looking to pull off the round one upset. Once again, here inside Duck Sanford Stadium. This one, not a matchup that you may expect in the playoffs, as you heard from Scott Bagwell just a few moments ago. This Fairhope team is no three-seed in talent. Pirates began this season 7-0 and before dropping their first game of the season to area champion Foley. Shortly after that, the Pirates lose a heartbreaker to a Baker squad that scored three non-offensive touchdowns. Fairhope more than capable of coming into Auburn and pulling in tonight. On the other hand, the Auburn Tigers in this stout defense have only had one forgettable performance against a central team that comes into this postseason as the Area 4 regular season champion. This Auburn squad likely due for a second date with the devil if they can get through the next two games alive. And a gorgeous view and a gorgeous night for football. And with playoffs beginning all over the state, let's run you through the playlist on the Franklin Tire and Auto scoreboard brought to you by Franklin Tire and Auto. Friendly service from Franklin East University Drive in Auburn. Tonight, starting within the area, then the region, and moving outwards. Getting us started at the top of the bracket, it's those Central Red Devils, which you mentioned a moment ago. The Region 2 champions taking on the four seed from Region 1 in the Vikings of Mary Montgomery. That one just down the road in Phoenix City, Alabama. Vikings, a big underdog in that one. Winner of that gets the spoils of the victor in the contest between Region 1 two-seed Baker and the Enterprise Wildcats in the three spot from Region 2. Enterprise, like Dothan, ekes their way into postseason play 
as a loaded Region 2 came down to the last weekend. Their playoff run in question in the first half of last week's context against Lee. The Cats eventually running away with that game up in the Crampton Bowl and storming into the playoffs. So a little bit of, little bit of controversy there for Enterprise as they made their way into the playoffs, but they do sneak their way in. Moving down the bracket, it's the Region 1 champion Foley Lions getting the fourth seeded Dothan Wolves out of Region 2. Dothan finishing with that big win a few weeks ago over Opelika to punch their ticket to the playoff for the first time since 2019. The winner in that one will get the winner of this one. Two-seeded Auburn out of Region 2 hosting Fairhope the three seed out of that region one down south. Once again, this Fairhope team, probably the most dangerous three seed that Auburn could have hoped to have pulled. If Auburn can win this one, they'll be hoping for an upset by the Dothan Wolves down in the Gulf. Assuming an Auburn win, a Dothan win, gonna set up a second round matchup next week inside this very Duck Sanford Stadium. In the event of an Auburn win and a Foley win, on the other hand, Auburn would be forced, well, an Auburn win and a Foley win, Auburn would be forced to make the three and a half hour drive down to the Lions' den they hope to continue those playoff runs maybe in white jerseys this time. Now moving outside of the region to some teams Auburn could see in a state championship appearance if it were to get there inside Jordan-Hare later this year. Region 3 champion Hoover High takes on the fourth-seeded Bob Jones out of Region 4. Winner of that one gets the winner of the Falcons of Florence, the two-seed from Region 4, and then the Region 3 third-seed in Hewitt-Trustful. A Huntsville-Birmingham feel to these playoffs as we continue down the list as Region 4 champion Austin gets the Rebels of Vestavia Hills and then Thompson rolls in and gets Huntsville. Huntsville High School making their way into the playoffs this season. The three seed out of Region 4 and Thompson who started off that season ranked number one in the state and really stayed that way throughout the playoffs or throughout the regular season now into the playoffs. They're going to pick up that two seed behind Hoover. Of course we told you about that game a couple of weeks ago where Hoover just hangs on to beat Thompson and uh, Thompson going to be the two seed down there. Going to have Hunt at home tonight. So that is the story on your 7A playoffs. We'll get quickly into a college football scoreboard for you on the weekend as the band wraps up the alma mater here. few minutes till kickoff to go, but very quickly we'll run you down some action for this weekend. Of course, the one that most Auburn fans will be paying attention to tomorrow. It's the Auburn and Mississippi State game. Coach Cadillac Carnell Williams going to be coaching his first game as interim head coach of the Tigers. Should be a fun one in Starkville. Auburn 12 and a half dogs in that one. If you think the Tigers may be able to pull out a win, get your bets in quickly as uh, Auburn strolls into Mississippi State at 6.30. Also tomorrow, a couple of big time games in the SEC. First of all, at 2.30 prime time, it's Tennessee and Georgia, both 8-0 and and undefeated in the SEC. Georgia an 8.5 point favorite over Hinden Hooker and the Vols of Tennessee. See that one once again at 2.30 on CBS prime time for that game. And then in the nightcap, it's the ESPN primetime Alabama and LSU at 6 o'clock p.m. Alabama 13.5 point favorites as they roll into Baton Rouge 7-1. LSU ranked in the top 10 for the first time this season coming in at 6-2 trying to pull the upset over Bryce Young and the Tide. About three minutes until kickoff. Band still wrapping up on the field, so we'll go ahead and send it to break and then come right back, get you final thoughts, and then get you to playoff football on the Auburn High School Sports Network. And this is the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff, brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Don't go anywhere on the Auburn High School Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
So you want to know what it's like to be a college student at Southern Union? I'll tell you. You get the best of both worlds. Low costs and small class sizes. Plus all the perks that come from attending a school in an ideal college setting. Get as involved on campus as you want. Or buckle down and get ready to join the workforce fast. Visit suscc.edu to schedule an in-person tour or to register now for next semester. Is there anything more important than preserving your family memories? At Camera Graphics, that is our business. From the complete line of Canon, Nikon, or Sony cameras and accessories, to professional printing, to the area's finest custom frame shop, we can help you choose the right equipment, teach you to use it, print your pictures, and frame them too. Camera Graphics is also your source for any type of video transfer services. From old 8mm movies to VCR tapes, or just videos clogging up your phone, we can preserve those memories for you. We also offer the highest quality photocopying and restoration services. Come by today or check us out on the web at cameragraphics.net. It's almost game time on your Auburn High School football station. Wings 94-3. Now, the Auburn Bank starting lineups. Welcome back to the Russell Building Supply Countdown to Kickoff, brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience some knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Now let's take a look at tonight's starting lineups presented by Auburn Bank, champions of you, and proud to sponsor Auburn High School football. Starting on the offense, averaging almost 40 points per game, it will be at left tackle, Braden Joyner. Avery Ferris will be at left guard. Will Ward will be your center over Jalen Foster, who got hurt this week in practice. Eric Patrick will be your right guard. Charles Reese will be your right tackle. As Auburn High will send out five seniors on the offensive line here tonight. Clyde Pittman will be your starting quarterback. D.V. Williams will be your starting F. Your tight end is Griffin McLean, Logan Blomeyer, your slot receiver, Ian Nation, and Jack Hudson will be your receivers. The defense will be uh, at the defensive end. Mark Tolan and Rico Spinks. Deuce White and Jordan Reese will be your D-tackles. Clark Cleveland, Octavian Brown, your outside backers. Your middle linebacker will be Coleman Granberry. Pete Davis and Jaden Walker will be your corners. Your safeties will be Andre Emilius and Graham Young. This defense will have their hands full. They give up 78 rushing yards per game. And on the other side, Fairhope runs for about 221 yards per contest. On the other side of this break, we'll have the opening kickoff. Auburn High School and Fairhope in the first round of the 7A playoffs coming up. As that's going to wrap up the Auburn uh, the Auburn Bank starting lineups and as well as the Russell Building Supply countdown to kickoff. This is the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Mayor Ron Anders wishing our Auburn High School Tigers success as they compete in the state playoffs and vie for the AHSAA Class 7A football championship title. On behalf of the city of Auburn, I commend the coaches, parents, and young men who have put hours and hours of work into representing our community so well with their talents. I invite you to join me as we cheer on these young men. Go Tigers! Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. 
At Glenn Smith at Opelika, we're loaded with trucks, trucks, and more trucks. We have over 100 new Chevy and GM trucks on the ground and on the way. New Chevrolet Silverados, up to $7,000 off. GMC Sierras, up to $7,500 off. Are you ready for your new Chevy or GMC truck? We've got them. With no payments till springtime at Glenn Smith and Opelika. Shop online 24-7 at glennsmith.com. Get ready to smile. Wings 94.3 is an Auburn network station, part of the Radio Alabama family. WGZZ and WGZZ HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika. From Wings 94.3 Sports, Auburn High School football is on the air. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, Russell Building Supply, and Southern Union. Also brought to you by Jeffcoat Trant, Auburn Bank, Kia of Auburn, University Ace Hardware, and Gouge Performing Arts Center. Welcome to Duck Sanford Stadium. Auburn High School and Fairhope here in the first round of the 7A playoffs. The Tigers will be receiving here to start things off. Fairhope won the toss. They deferred the option to the second half. Here comes the Tigers through the smoke and the fireworks as the lights turn out here as we get ready for action in round one of the 7A playoffs. Scott Bagel here joined by Rob Pate. And, uh, boy, that entrance is uh, about like anything, nothing else. It's It's – it's up there with the college entrances and, and NFL entrances. Looks a, very, a lot like the uh, uh, what I saw when I went to watch New Orleans Saints uh, a couple of years ago. Man, they've got fireworks at uh, uh, right there by the goalposts and the bands out there. They have a uh, the whole band to run through. The lights are flashing. It's uh, it's quite the it's quite the show. So the Tigers take the field, the Pirates take the field, the Tigers marching band uh, sprints off the field towards their <laughs> uh, uh, towards their perch up in the uh, the far left. The Tigers will be returning as uh, Auburn High will get an opportunity to to set the tone here in the uh, the, the start of the the start of the playoffs and an interesting note back deep one of the returners is Omar Mapson, the freshman running back along with Logan Blomeyer and Ian Nation. Yeah, Omar got to, to dress out last week, and uh, I got to see him for the first time. Really impressed. Had an outstanding run that uh, I thought he punched it in right there at the one, but uh, looked really good doing it. <laughs> I talked to him after the game uh, earlier this week. Um, as uh, uh, he, the ninth grade had a game, and he's on the team, but obviously not playing as uh, the playoffs are going on. And I said, Omar, I thought you were going to get in. He looked dead at me. He goes, I was in. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been. May have been. I was a little surprised here that uh, that Fairhope decided to defer. I thought that uh, with the way that their quarterback was playing, you're on the road, that's your guy. Give him the opportunity to have the ball in his hands to start this game. But uh, they elect to kick off, play defense, and uh, take the ball in the second half. The kicker is listed as number 39, which is a defensive lineman. William Gerhardt will be the kicker. And, he, and it will be an onside kick, and it's a loose ball. Still loose. Tigers jump on it as it's Gibson Longridge is the one that jumps on it. There is a flag. I think uh, it might have been thrown for illegal touching, but yeah. I think that went 10 yards before it got touched, as we can see it on the replay. I think what might have been thrown is the the uh, the guy that's Contact. hitting the offensive yeah. player. We'll see, we'll see what it is. But uh, as I'm lo- sitting here looking at it and um, – Trying to find the uh, the kickoffs here for for uh, Fairhope as as they do a good job of of uh, putting all their stuff online. 
as uh, I think that one was a kicker strictly for the onside kick as, as Fairhope shows exactly what we thought was going to be the case. They come out swinging. No penalty on the play. First and 10, Auburn High School as they will take over from the Fairhope 46-yard line. Well, the kicker or from did, the Auburn 46-yard yeah, line. Yeah, the kicker did a really good job of giving them a chance, and I think that he may have been the guy that, uh, that bobbled the, uh, the, the opportunity to get that ball. But good job for Auburn to land on it and start with great field position. Two back set here for the Tigers. DV Williams and Flakes in. It's a handoff to DV. DV puts his foot in the ground, gets outside. Going to get to the 50-yard line before he scampers out of bounds. Tigers run left. There's a surprise. They're actually going to mark him short of the 50 at the 49. Gain of about uh, four or five on the play. Yeah, Auburn attacking the left and attacking the boundary, something you'll hear probably all night. And that time, Fairhope shifted from their original alignment to try to get Auburn to uh, just this assignment. Tigers will send a tight end and Jack Hudson off to the right. Two back look once again. Pittman has it. Drives back. Here comes a blitz. He wants to corner out looking for Ian Nation. Incomplete as he had to get rid of it as the pressure was coming from the outside. Incomplete third down coming. Yeah, did get pressure from that uh, from his right side uh, fairly quickly, but uh, just delivered that one too tall for Ian Nation in that corner route into the boundary. Third down and five. Tigers at about 48% on the season as there is a stoppage on the play. And here we go. Logan Blomeyer has to check out, and Marcellus Josephson will check in. And Coach Etheridge is about to have a conniption as um, it's because the knees aren't covered by yeah. the knee pads. And now Ian Nation will have to get a different band to make sure he knows what routes he's supposed to run on this upcoming third down and five. Tigers 48% on the season on third down last week, six of seven. Ten seconds left to go on the play clock. Pittman has it. It's a bad snap. He steps up out of pressure, makes one guy miss. The second guy is going to get him. And uh, stepping up and making the play looks like uh, that was uh, number 32 coming through on the play. Brooks Bradsfield. There's a stop for the, for the, uh, for the Pirates. And also on third down, a big third down, a bad snap. Yeah, bad snap. Auburn's got a, a, a backup center in because of injury that happened this week in, uh, in practice to the starting center. And uh, that time on the first third down opportunity, the, uh, the snap looked like it hit the back end of, uh, of his back end and just never got to Clyde Pittman. But again, they had pressure. Uh, had a lot of guys coming in uh, for the opportunity to make a play in the backfield. Ben Mosley back deep to return. McKinnell's back now is going to roll. Looking right. He's going to step up in the pocket. Here comes pressure. Makes one guy miss. Makes a second guy miss. Here comes Pete Davis. He's, he's going to lose contain, but be fast enough to actually, that was Jaden Walker, to force Creel outside, gain a four. But you saw right there how elusive Creel can be. And it wasn't just playing against who he was playing against. He is legit quick. Yeah, no doubt about it. He cut back all the way again. Against uh, the grain, started left and then came back around, wrapped around the entire Auburn defense, got outside of the containment man here. Uh, but uh, at the last moment, uh, Auburn's corner is able to push him out and uh, force a, a fourth down punt here from the end zone. Ryan McNeil will be your punter for the Pirates. He'll, he's in his own uh, end zone. Back deep is Ian Nation. His heels will be at the 50-yard line. Six seconds left to go here on the play clock. Fairhope gets it off in time. Tigers kind of bluff show pressure. High punt, great punt, and it's going to land short. That's one that Ian Nation probably will run up and catch, and the release will – or the bounce will will be touched down at about the 46-yard line, 44-yard line. Tigers have it pretty close to where they had it on their initial drive of the game. 
Yeah, I knew when that ball came off the foot, it was high. It was it was kind of a upside down down spiral. That thing was going to drop heavy, and and that's a tough one to catch as the punt returner. Luckily for Auburn, that thing didn't hit and, and, and take a, a big fair hope roll. So the Tigers will st- will will take over now. We'll see what Auburn does at quarterback. As it is Pittman, zone read, inside handoff. No, Pittman keeps it as he does so well all year long, stays with it. Wow, I thought he got across the 50, and they're going to put him back at the 48-yard line. No, no, they are putting it back at the 48-yard line. That That is a bad, bad spot. Second down and about eight coming now. Pittman in the gun, claps a hand, and he's going to leave it for Davion Williams. Davion Williams very patient with two pullers in front of him. This time for sure across the 50-yard line to the 48. Gain of four, third down and shortcoming. Yeah, nice patient run that time by Davion, and uh, I, I still don't, don't know what the deal was on that first down spot. That was, uh, that was not good at all, but uh, Auburn again with a third and, and medium opportunity. Third down and five. Pittman has it, wants a quick screen to Nation. Nation makes the catch. First down yardage, and he will get across the 45-yard line. I said first down yardage because it depends. If you mark it where this guy is, it's at the 37-yard uh, line, and that is first down yardage, and it will be third and five, gain of six, and that is the first catch of the night for Ian Nation. And it was a good job of just taking what they gave. There was one defender out here. Griffin McLean comes up and makes a nice block on the corner, and it allows Nation to cut up for the first down. Empty set for Pittman. He'll clap his hands, and Fairhope jumps off sides, not called. Uh, uh, oh, goodness gracious, Coach. Guys, um, there will be a flag on a sideline warning at some point in time against Auburn High School. These, uh, these, <laughs> these, head, these coaches are not happy right now. Pittman drops back. Here comes the blitz. Pittman tries to escape as it will be a sack, big sack, loss of nine, maybe ten as – Fairhope brought six or, or they brought six or seven yes. and coming out of the game is uh, actually Auburn High had to sub in I believe uh, Clem Womack as Avery Ferris checks back in and it's going to be a loss of nine on the sack second down and 19 it looks like Fairhope has just decided to bring the house yeah they brought six last time and uh, just nowhere to go D.V. Williams in motion. Pittman claps the hands, will drop back, looks over the middle. Now will throw it to D.V., has his receiver. He'll make the first guy miss Initial for, uh, back to the initial line of scrimmage, and there's going to be a flag on the play. Braden Joyner is not happy, is ending up on the ground, was holding Brock, the linebacker. We'll see what the call is. That The holding call that was called from the sideline was thrown after the runner was tackled at the 40-yard line. The flag is back here on the Auburn High 43-yard line. Um, It was thrown behind the line of scrimmage. It was thrown late. This is going to be a second down and about 35. Oh, I I see. They they, they called a takedown. It was a pancake. Yeah, they called him for a takedown. I mean, no bearing on the play at all. Um, Like you said, the play was done. It's a bad call, too. it's not a good call. Second down and 32. Pittman has it, play action, drops back, steps up in the pocket, wants his double post. Jack Hudson was there, but a nice play over the top by the defensive back as uh, Hudson had to slow down a little bit, third down and 32 coming. Yeah, a little bit underthrown right there from Clyde. Uh, Had a safety that was playing underneath, another guy over the top. uh, uh, just over the outstretched hands of the safety that goes up to make the play and uh, just not 
in a position for Jack Hudson to be able to come down with that ball. The double post worked perfectly, made the safety drive on the underneath one, had the second one open, just underthrew it a bit. 741, no score here. Third and 32 for the Tigers. And the Tigers will hand it off to DV. DV will lower his shoulder, get across the 40-yard line, and it will be a gain of about nine on the play, and it will be punting time for Auburn High School as penalties and a sack kill that drive. Yeah, Fairhope being really aggressive defensively, bringing a lot of guys. Uh, Auburn not be, being able to keep um, Clyde Pittman just free from uh, from the pressure and uh, get him, getting them in bad position. But uh, the, the, the hold that time on, on uh, Braden Joyner really put a kink in that drive and, and just not a good call. McKinnell back deep to punt. There's the snap. Time Fairhope brings some pressure. High spiraling kick. It's going to hit at the 15 and roll, and the returner is going to going to track it down. And very very dangerous. The the coverage is there. It's going to be tackled right at the 15 yard line, and that's where Fairhope will take over. Yeah, he needs to just come up and catch those yeah. balls. I mean, as an Auburn guy, I'm hoping that uh, he makes a bad decision and it just hits hits him and, and lands into our lap. But uh, second time in a row, this time he does go over and uh, and field the ball. But Auburn right there to uh, to make the tackle as soon as he picks it up. Creel back on the the uh, back on the field for his second drive. We haven't seen any kind of motion or the triple option look that that Fairhope has run a lot this year. Three receivers to the wide side. Creel in the gun, claps his hands, and that's his own read trying to get outside and there will be a flag on the play and um, it's going to be an offsides or a false start and uh, it's going to be a false start against Fairhope thrown from the Auburn sideline. Yeah, crowd's getting getting into it. That's uh, right in front of the Auburn student it section. It is, and, uh, you know, the Fairhope crowd made some noise when they made some plays early on. Auburn crowd trying to get into it and uh, come up big right there with a first down penalty. Two by two set for Creel. Creel has it, drops back, wants to fling or wants to, the the swing route. Coming up is Andre Emilius to force the initial issue. Coleman Granberry flows over as well as Octavian Brown. Close to the original line of scrimmage. It'll be second down and about 11. Yeah, you called it with uh, with number seven, Emilius, coming up strong from that safety position and uh, just outside in and allows the rest of the defenders to get to the ball. Empty set with an up back now as the re as the running back and the receiver motion out wide. Krill has it, drops back, wants the out route. Graham Young jumps all over the out route. What a generous spot. Out to the 19-yard line, gain of five, third down and about six. Yeah, Graham was all on it. I mean, Fairhope really just trying to find the voids, take what Auburn's willing to give them. They time they, they try to pick on a, on a safety covering the, uh, the, the running back out of the backfield, but Graham Young gets down there in a hurry to make the play. Curl has it, drops back, and he rolls. There's pressure, and Tigers will get him down this time. They're going to be a sack back to the 15-yard line. Loss of four on the play as the Tigers able to get pressure early on that one and blew up the rollout punting time. Yeah, that was uh, Clark Cleveland is the guy that comes up and, and keeps containment, forces the quarterback to, uh, to, to cut the ball back up, and then the rest of the slew of Auburn defenders get there to, uh, to finish the play. And that's important with this guy. We saw the last series that, uh, that the quarterback back Hayden uh, Creel is able to uh, really break out of there and make make the plays with his legs so the entire defense can't expect your your uh, your teammate to get that play down you got to expect that he's going to break loose and you can get there to help kick away from nation nation is going to let it bounce and it's going to roll and roll and roll as it's going to roll across the 35 and will be touched down at about the 33 yard line Fairhope has watched the uh, 
They've watched the film. They know that Ian Nation is very, very dangerous. A nice punt there. Tigers will take over at their 33, the on, their, uh, their own 33, the worst field position of the night. Both of these punt returners really kind of struggling with uh, with how they want to field that ball. You know, the stakes are higher. It's the playoffs. Every possession matters. You don't want to come up and bobble one, give away a possession, but uh, you also don't want to allow that ball to roll and yep. give away free yards. Tigers line up in a two-tight end set. Davis Horson into the game, claps a hand, inside zone read, and that was Flakes who was, who was, a, who was a half hair away. Gain of about three on the play, second down and seven. Yeah, hit that hole hard. He, he's not the patient, let's, let's sit and, and find a hole. He's going to run right to the first uh, opening he sees, get north and south, and uh, that was a nice play by their middle linebacker to bring him down for three. Because Avery Ferris almost had, had the block as, as the linebacker able to avoid it. And come down with a play, handoff to Flakes. Flakes just looking for any crease. And he wow. now, with great leg drive, is going to get across the 40-yard line of about gain of about four, maybe five. Brings up a third down and about two here uh, with 4-18 left to go in the opening quarter. No score. Yeah, they are sold out to stop the run. I mean, they've got tons of guys in the box. They are attacking defensively. Um, and, and that time, you're right, uh, uh, number six for Auburn. Flakes did a really good job of just being strong. Harson looks over, and once again, it's a two tight end set on third down and two. Harson claps a hand, give to Flakes. Flakes bounces outside, should have his first down yardage, goes through an arm tackle across the 45 to about the 47, gain of six on the play, first down. Yeah, really good job coming this way. You get uh, the, the guard pulling over, you get the tight end coming to lead around the edge at that left side of the Auburn offensive front, able to get a nice push. And Tyler Flakes does a good job of picking up that first first down. Tigers stay with the 12 personnel. Ian Nation, the slot receiver. Marcellus Josephson, the outside receiver on the wide side. Harson in the gun, and it's dropped back and wants a screen. Has Nation. There will be a flag on the play. It's a quick whistle or a quick flag on the play. Should be a gain of about five on the screen. We'll see what the call is. Um, I, I'm not sure what it could be. I know in that area it's normally a hold. It's going to be a hold on Auburn. Wow, it came out fast. I mean, before the ball was, was delivered, and that ball got out quick on the, uh, on the screen. I must have called somebody for just yanking somebody down. It's exactly what they called. Man, these guys are, are, are flag happy right now. The guard who was releasing, yeah, just he, he grabbed the guy and just, and, just, and just ripped yeah. through. And Coach Etheridge just having a long conversation with the official that is right next to him. It's going to be First down and uh, a lot. Yep. And once again, a holding penalty really, really puts Auburn behind the sticks here. Arson has it, gives it to Flakes. Flakes runs right into the linebacker, and he's going to run hard, get about five, maybe six on the play on first down and 23. Yeah, well, he's pushing that, that pile forward. He hits it with a full head of steam and, uh, you know, picks up a, several, several yards here after contact like, uh, like he did on the last drive. Second down, and about 18 on the play, gain of six on that one. See if Tigers want to take a shot here. 2.40 left to go in the opening quarter. Arson in the gun, brings motion, that's Ian Nation, to a, to a bunch set. High snap, drops back, wants the post to Josephson. Incomplete and bounced off his hands, and Blomeyer was the closest guy to it on the ricochet. Third down and 18 coming. Yeah, they, they've got to be running a, a one-free concept because everything across the middle, there's a second defender that's showing up and, uh, and competing for those balls. 
that time uh, it becomes double coverage, and uh, their, their two guys make a, a nice play on the ball on that skinny post. I know Fairhope played a lot of cloud cover three coverage on the year. Looks like they're showing something a little bit different here in the first round of the playoffs. Also looks like they are bracketing Ian Nation here on the near side. Parson has it. Play action will drop back. And looking for somebody to come free, he'll roll to his right and will now throw it. Oh. He had Jack Hudson, but he also got hit late, incomplete. And the Tigers will have to punt as that is their fifth third down opportunity already, but two of them by more than 15 yards. Well, I think it was a good job there by Fairhope Bracketing Nation. That That's where he wanted to go. That's the guy that he looks to in those situations. Um, he did a good job of buying time coming to his left, and Jack Hudson did break open beyond the first down marker, but uh, just because of the pressure, because of rolling left, that ball sailed on him and uh, just couldn't deliver a strike. McKinnell once again will punt. Back deep is Mosley. High punt. Spiraling kick will turn over, and Mosley will catch it, and he'll have it about the 28-yard line. As we have a break, Jack Hudden will join the broadcast with a score. Hey, Scott, so we're paying attention uh, down south to the Dothan-Foley game. Get this, first drive of the game, Dothan has gone down, taken off most of the first quarter, and leads that one 8 nothing down in the Gulf. Back to you, Scott. First to 35 wins that game. I'm calling it right now. Thanks, Jack. Best field position of the night for Fairhope. It'll be at their own 30-yard line. Krill in the gun. Three receivers set with a tight end attached. Play action. Wants to slant. And out reaches are just a little bit too far out in front as number two, Ben Mosley, then ends up meeting Graham Young. Uh, paid a heavy price for that one. That's a uh, <laughs> On Saturdays, that one's a, a flag on Graham Young just for the for the extra hit right there yeah. at the end. But, uh but, hey, he, he knows the rules of high school football, and uh, that was an aggressive play, and, and he's, he's setting a tone early in this football game about what happens when you come over the middle. Fairhope will switch their formation, a stack to the wide side of the field. Here comes Jet Motion to a now a, a trip set. Krill will have it and wants uh, the screen once again. Tigers got to flow to that one a little bit better. Gain of about five. Second time we've seen that look. Passing complete on the play. There is a flag. This will probably be a chop block right in the middle as uh, – they found on the play, uh, they found uh, Sanders Danielle. And it is a chop block, Was isn't it? it? As uh, it, it, I don't think there wasn't a high low. I just think you ended up getting two people going at one at one uh, defensive player's legs. Well, Coleman Granberry was in there, and I, I didn't know if somebody just was shoving him after the play, if somebody was doing something a little dirty at the bottom of the pile. But uh, it was definitely involved him, and uh, he does a good job of not to retaliate. Since it's second down, that will be an in ball, uh, which means I think it, it will, will be the cut block. Yeah. So second down and 25 now. One fifty-six and counting left to go here in the opening quarter. No score. Inside give, and Creel pulls, and a nice read. First down yardage, and then some. He's got one guy to beat, and he's into the open field. 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Oh, That's a clip. Yep. Touchdown, Creel. It's not going to count. Yep. We wondered how... How athletic was this guy quarterback going to be on everything that we've heard? Co folks, he is special. And, and 
Um, he, he, he is nifty, and in open space, he is a problem. The Tigers are going to have to find a way to get him down. That is a great run, and it's also a clear block in the back as Jaden Walker was about to attempt to make one final effort to make a, a tackle, and it's going to be 10 yards from the spot of the foul, first down yardage for uh, for the, the, or for the, uh, the Pirates. Yeah, you're not going to get this guy with arm tackles and coming up and diving at his legs. He's, still, he's too shifty to be able to do that. Auburn generally a very good team tackling in open space, but that time uh, they, they really took the uh, the lead back and just destroyed him on the zone read. Quarterback made a great pull. We just missed him in the hole. 53-yard gain even without the penalty. Creel in the gun. He's probably gassed after the 75-yard weaving run, and he throws a little hitch right over the middle of the field. Good yardage on first down. Tigers swarm to it. It's going to be a gain of about eight on first and ten as the pass was complete. Yeah, that, that's always been the void that, uh, that that I talk about from up here that people could take. I mean, Auburn Auburn gives that most of the time. Sometimes we'll, we'll bring a guy down and, and try to limit it, but uh, Fairhope finds it takes a free eight. Three receivers to the wide side of the field. Play action pass for Creel. Creel reads, 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 and here comes pressure throwing it to the flats. Hazard receiver open and makes a great play to get around Octavian Brown. He finds Preston Godfrey first down yardage inside the five-yard line first and goal as uh, as as Creel is pretty darn sporty back there. Yeah, he, he gave up about 15 yards right there, just uh, giving some time, and, and just at the last moment, he's able to get that ball off, throws it sidearm. Receiver was running back against the flow. And so that caught Auburn's defense off off guard, and they're able to get a first down at the five. Heavy set with a lot of backs and a lot of tight ends here. Here comes motion. Creel will have it, and he's going to pick and choose. No, he looks to pop pass. Granberry flowing out there with him. Creel, faster, touchdown, Pirates, as he's into the end zone before he loses the ball. Six-nothing Pirates lead with 31 seconds left to go here, and there is a flag on the play right inside at about the seven-yard line. Well, I complained about them when they threw them on Auburn. Now they're going. It looks like they threw another one on Fairhope. Flags are plenty here in the first quarter. Chop block. Another one. Second one. Yeah, they're doing a lot of cut blocking. You got to be careful. You can't engage somebody while someone else goes low. They tried to run a little hot pass right there, and uh, he steps up into the pocket, and Auburn covers it well, but by covering it well, we gave up contain, and that made Coleman Granberry be the inside-out defender, and he just got outran to the uh, to the pylon. The left guard slipped and was trying to block as the defensive tackle was engaged with the center. That's what happened on that one. First down and goal from the 20-yard line. Creel has it, drops back, wants a screen, has his receiver, but a nice job flowing. Rico Speaks in there, going to be a gain of about six. Second down and goal from the 14-yard line. Yeah, good job of getting a lot of hats to the football right there, bringing them down and uh, living to see another another day. They had the offense. They had it set up. They just uh, We got a, a couple of guys there before that wave of offensive linemen could get there. Blinking, you'll miss it. End of the first quarter. No score, a lot of penalties, a lot of punts here between Auburn and Fairhope as we got a defensive one brewing in the first quarter here in the 7A playoffs. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. No monthly payments until springtime at Glenn Smith and Opelika. How about a brand new Chevrolet Buick or GMC with no payments till springtime? New Chevy Equinox as low as $359 a month. 
New Buick Enclaves up to $4,000 off. New GMC Terrains up to $5,000 off. We have over 200 new and used vehicles on the lot or on the way at Glenn Smith and Opelika. Get ready to smile. No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, your hometown attorney. Our roots run deep in Auburn, Opelika. It was on these gridiron fields where we learned how to win on Friday nights, just like we do today inside the courtroom. Let us be on your winning team. Our firm specializes in family law, criminal defense, car wrecks, and DUIs. If you need us, call 737-3718 or visit our office at 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika. Alsterbrook Law Group, proud supporter of Auburn High Football. Your Auburn High School football station, Wings 94-3. Three receivers to the wide side of the field for the Pirates. They have it second and goal from the 14-yard line here as Caden Creel has been everything as advertised and then some. Hard count, and he'll drop back, and here comes a screen, and it's open to the tight end. First down or touchdown from 13 yards out. There will be another flag on the play. It is a holding, and what makes you upset if you're Fairhope, that guy was double teamed, and the flag came from the goal post at the 10-yard line. The Fairhope coaches explode from the forward sideline. What a play call. Yeah, great play call. Caught Auburn off guard because Auburn has everybody in the backfield, and uh, – I, you know, again, it's a another, touchy. Yeah, another one behind the play, another one that had no bearing. Um, um, even as an Auburn guy up here, you know, that's a that's a tough one to swallow. And now they're going to get a flag on the coach. That'll be a, probably be a sideline warning. I'll say this: somebody has to tell that back judge he doesn't need to come running in like that because uh, Coach Carter is hot on that play, and he is. Very, very upset, and he has a right to be upset, and the back judge comes flying in. That's just not necessary. It's not needed. It, it, it escalates the situation. And I did what I did not see is if um, – I think it was just the sideline warning unless you got uh, an unsportsmanlike, but the ball they is – They already had a sideline warning earlier in the game. You're right, so that should be a 15-yard penalty. There's your unsportsmanlike on Fairhope, and that is going to make this a – it's a 10-yard penalty on the hold from the spot and then a 15-yarder. This is a 25-yard penalty. Wow. I mean, they, they were – it was first and goal at the five. Two touchdowns on yeah, this drive. two touchdowns. <laughs> really a, a great play call, though, by, by Fairhope. You, they put trips to one side. They, I think they either motioned a guy to a quads or lined up in quads and then just threw it to the tight end on the tight end screen. Blocked it well. Auburn had one defender out there and, um, uh, and Pete Davis who, who wasn't going to be able to make the play. He drew the holding penalty so you got you to credit his effort there but uh, uh, the coaching staff for, for Fairhope still has one, two, three, four, uh, five officials over there that uh, that they are having discussions with. It is second down and goal from the 35-yard line. 
And what you, what you're upset is Fairhope has called some stuff that you get one shot to That's call, right. yep. and it's worked. But now you kind of can't go back to it. It's hard to go back to a throwback tight end screen yep. uh, on the call sheet because you've shown your hand yep. on it. And the jump pass. Yeah. They, they, they tried to run a jump pass where their first touchdown was called back on the chop block. Three personal fouls against Fairhope on this drive. Creel in the gun. Plenty of time left on the play clock. Hill has it, and he'll drop back. Tigers running, uh, basically being very, very, uh, being very, very safe. There will be a flag on the play. It is not an automatic first down. This will be second down and goal from the 20-yard line. And what's bad is that had no chance of being caught. I know, but panicked. You know, we, we panicked right there because we were a step or two behind the post. Krill throws it up. He just kind of lofts it. He's, he's overthrown the ball on that play, overthrown the receiver. Uh, but um, we uh, are our safety king. I can't. I don't know if that was King or if that was. I think it was King. Yeah, he he, uh, he he panicked right there, and he's missed some time recently because of some injuries that he's had to battle, and working his way back out here into the playing rotation, and uh, you know a big moment like yeah. that, he didn't want to give up a touchdown. I'll say that, but if they haven't subbed, it was Amelius back there on the green gloves, not King. As Tigers have put three. Their, their two corners and their safety turn corner with the three receivers and put Graham Young to the to the boundary side over here. Krill has it, second goal from the 20. Dropping backers, Krill, and he's going to plant, spin around, have some pressure, trying to get away from Cleveland. Here comes more pressure. He'll throw it away, incomplete, over the head of an intended receiver. <laughs> Third down and goal. All right. I, w- I was in the coach's office, and they threw the name out about the quarterback, and I wasn't going to throw it out until I saw him and saw how he played. It's Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the, uh, the the Briarwood parents saying the same thing last week. And uh, his whole game, it looks like PlayStation, you know, just drop your quarterback back and avoid the defense and chunk it down the field. Two by two, or two back set. Here comes motion from the far receiver to the inside, and he's going to move in. Now look to go outside. Creel has it, and now it looks like Will Walker and Jordan Reese are going to stuff the play. Loss back to the five-yard, or loss of five to back to the 25-yard line. It's going to set up a 42-yard field goal. Well, and that's the how you have to do it right there. You've got to condense the pocket. You've got to give him very small lanes to run through, and you've got to get multiple bodies to the football. That time he just didn't have a lot of room to operate. Auburn squeezed it, uh, and finally he had just, just had to give up because uh, there were so many bodies there. On to attempt the PAT is Ryan McNeil. 41-yard field goal right down the middle of the field. Kick is up long enough, and that kick is good. 10.45 left to go here. We have a score, and it's from Fairhope. They'll take a 3-0 lead. And we'll be back in 30 seconds. Tigers will return, and they'll be down by one score. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Teamwork is key to winning on the football field. At University Ace, teamwork is key to our success too. Hi, David Fittner here, owner of University Ace Hardware. We're proud to be your family-owned and operated neighborhood helpful place, serving the community since 2013. Our mission, serve both in-store and in the community. Getting a customer for life is like winning a state championship. University Ace, next to the movie theater in Auburn. University Ace is proud to support the Auburn High Tigers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. AHS Football on Wings 94.3, part of the Auburn Network family of stations. 
Gerhardt will be kicking things off. Blomeyer along with Ian Nation and Omar Mapson are back deep. And they're going to sky kick it, coming back and, and are going back on it, making the fair catch. Will be an Auburn up back in uh, Gibson Longridge. Let, let Omar catch it. Come on. <laughs> uh, just catch it and pitch it back to Omar. Yeah. Let's see what we get there. And uh, but, we have but, a, but, but he's doing what he's taught yeah, to do. Absolutely. In, in, in that position, they tell him fair catch it. As we have a score, Jack, good luck trying to get everything that happened in that drive. There were 35 yards of penalties, maybe more. <laughs> so after so after adding up everything, after doing some quick math, Scott, I've got roughly about a 43-yard drive with a 53-yard run tacked on by a field goal at the end, Scott. Appreciate it. Davis Harson. or actually, no, Clyde Pittman, first down yardage as he, he kept cutting and then tried to cut again and then and then finally went upfield. Gain of 14 on the play. First down the yardage, actually gain of 13 by Clyde Pittman. Uh, Clyde can run. He doesn't have a lot of wiggle, and so it's straight line, and, and that time it was straight forward, straight left. Uh, but either way, gain of 13 on a nice read. Hey, Clyde finds the hole, and then he finds a white jersey to run over. I mean, he just ran straight sideways to, to, to run through somebody. Two by two set for Pittman in the gun. Tigers down by three. Pittman has it, drops back, and looks for the squeeze. Has his receiver in Hudson as the linebacker read it and dropped into that coverage zone. And a nice job of not forcing it too quick. Gain of about four on the play. And it's going to be second down and six. But you can tell Fairhope's well prepared. I mean, he, he did make a perfect drop right into the throwing lane, just didn't get his head on the swivel. And to D.V. Williams, nice cutback, and the ball comes out. As it will be first down Fairhope at the 42-yard line. So the bugaboo for Auburn again in their lone loss was uh, was the fumble. And that time it, ha it shows its head again. First down Fairhope, they have a 3-0 lead looking for more. Yeah, just he gets stood up, the ball gets ripped out, and uh, it just bounces directly to a guy from Fairhope. The safety is just standing there literally over the ball. He can't help but catch it. It hits him right in the chest, and uh, no return. Auburn's right there to put him uh, down, but uh, Fairhope just continually getting better and better field position yep. as this game goes on, and, and they take over in Auburn territory. Empty set for Krill. As he'll make his calls. Give a little hand signal to the three-receiver side, and he'll have it drop back and wants to tie it in and throws it right on the money to about the 20, 35-yard line. That'll be a gain of about seven. Auburn had a free runner there, but quick feet, quick hands for Creel. Gets the ball to it, and also the linebacker slowed down expecting right. uh, some type of movement. Second down and three coming. Yeah, you see the timidity that, uh, that number one has put in this Auburn defense. They typically run through quarterbacks, and that time they slow down as they get close to it. Inside zone as running hard is number four, Matthew Bernard. Actually, now check that. That's uh, Quanlin McCants, 5'9", 215, first down yardage to the 30, inside the 31, gain of three on second down and two. Yeah, Clark Cleveland comes up and makes the tackle, but uh, he didn't get the better end of that exchange right there, and uh, they, they pull forward for the first down. Big, big running back. Again, same look we've seen most of the night from Fairhope. 
Trying to get outside zone. That should hold. be a hold, yeah. and it is. So what Fairhope is doing is they're moving the tight end. The, the three receivers are staying to the wide side of the field, and they're moving the tight end around to the to the quad set or to the outside set. And that time Rico Speaks tries to get released. You see the outside hands on the outside of the jersey. We've given um, – We've, we've given a lot of, uh, of slack to the officials. That one was an easy call. Yeah, that one was. You could see it. They, they've got a, uh, a left tackle that is a senior, but he's only 210 pounds, and he's had a hard time right there of uh, containing the defensive end. Auburn not set. Here comes pressure. Auburn sees screen, throws it over the top of it, and just great job by the run, by the running back and the quarterback to get there. Tigers, the defensive linemen saw it, and they dropped back on first down and 20, get close to the original line of scrimmage, gain of eight on the play, second down and 12. Yeah, it was good recognition, but the quarterback's able to give so much ground with his athleticism and still find number four to pick up some yards. Second down, actually 11 now. Again, with the three receivers to the wide side. And there's an RPO over the middle of the field. Tigers got a tackle in space. Pete Davis will. And that's going to be a gain of about two. Set up a third down at about nine. Auburn subbing, bringing four guys in to be able to chase down this quarterback. And, and a good job right there by Pete Davis. Up in that void that we've talked about on the last drive, Fairhope picks up about eight on that play. This time it goes for one or two. Third down and nine, Fairhope 0 for 3 on the night. Rolling to the right is Creole. And pressure spins out of the, the trouble for one guy. Wow. Granberry is going to be called for a horse collar. Oh. Uh, that wasn't Granberry. That was uh, 14. It was Cade Rayburn Cade then. Rayburn, yeah. And he came flying up. And, uh, man, I, 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 horse collar was the la last thing I thought that I saw there. Personal foul, horse collar on Auburn. As we're getting the replay now from mass media, uh, no chance. No chance. Absolutely no chance. No chance. Wow. The fact that this officiating crew who has been this flag happy is here in the 7A playoffs is atrocious. So bad. It's taken away from the game, play, taken away from great plays by both teams. Creel has it on its quarterback draw as right up the middle, gain of about five. Yeah. And what I don't know is I think that would – it looks like it wasn't – if the sticks are not wrong, that was a third down play call. Right. And, and it's fourth down and about eight. I, I got ready to say that was a play call to, to – because you're going to go for it here in no man's land. They were just trying to get in fourth down and – and, uh, you know, something they felt comfortable with, but they're going to bring the field goal kicker back out and try a 45, 46-yarder. Yeah, the tee will be put down at the 35-yard line. This will be a 45-yard field goal with seven and a half left to go here in the second quarter. Kick on the way. Long enough. And but it looks like it is no good. no good. Missed it off to the right. It will count as a touchback, and Auburn High School will take over at the 20. But down by three with 7:24 left to go. Well, I'm glad that the uh, that the penalty right there didn't come up and bite Auburn because that was a great play uh, by by Cade Rayburn screaming in there and, and tackling a tremendously athletic guy for a huge loss. Um, so Auburn's going to take over. Let's see if we can't get that as some momentum right here to to drive. We we just yeah. haven't put anything together offensively to uh, to get any kind of rhythm here. Jack, just give me a thumbs up or a thumb down. You keeping up with penalty yards back there? 
You, you do, okay, fine, kind of, sort of, maybe. Either way, it's a lot on both teams, and it's been big impact. Clyde Pittman has it on, it's a rush run. The defensive end just runs right at Pittman. A little bit low snap. It's going to pick up a yard, maybe two, on the zone read. Brings up a second down and about eight. But again, Fairhope had an answer for, for everyone there. They, they attack the mesh, they take away the running back, and they have a defender right there ready for Clyde. They do a good job with uh, scouting Auburn this week. Griffin McLean, the tight end, comes in motion. Nice cut, but again, like that time, the tight end and the running back kind of indifferent. Reed holds there. Tight end went to go outside, and then the running back goes up uh, when he, as soon as he saw a little bit of grass and flakes. Gain of about two, third down and six. This is probably going to come down to can Auburn find a way to protect and throw. Yeah, we talked about Auburn really trying to get established on the run and get this on the ground, getting this offensive line moving forward and just can't quite get to the next level. Pittman has it, drops back, has time, looks for the corner out. Ian Nation, no. Logan Blomeyer, nice catch on the far sideline, and he gets the foot down right at the 44-yard line. Gain of 21 by the senior slot receiver, first down yardage. Yeah, great throw. Not a big window to place that one in. And Blomeyer has to stay, has the sideline coming up on him, has to make sure he keeps his feet inbounds and, uh, and control that ball. That was a great throw, great catch, outstanding execution. Best offensive play for Auburn this, this game. Flakes in the gun next to Pittman. Instant pressure. Flakes runs hard as that time Auburn pulls a guard around, but just immediate inside pressure as, um, as it looks like Fairhope has, has decided they're going to bring pressure right over the new center, Will Ward. And then no gain on the play, second down and 10. Yeah, you're right. A backside pressure. I mean, he could have almost taken the handoff right there, but uh, uh, Auburn does a good job to avoid disaster. Second down and 10. Pittman in the gun. Here comes motion. And it's a give, and it's it's blown up. Ian Nation puts his foot in the ground, tries to get outside. There's going to be a flag on the play. And so we'll see what penalty yards are here as, as we wait for this to be cleared up. Let's send it to Jack for some penalty yardage. We've got Auburn with only three penalties so far for 25 yards. So a little bit, uh, a little bit not quite what we were thinking on that. But oh, excuse me, three for 35 yards. Excuse okay. Me. But for Fairhope, you've got seven penalties for 70 yards. That's a total of 105 yards of penalties so far, Scott. Add to it, 10 yards against Auburn. And, and like right here on this play, you know, Ian Nation goes goes sideways. He, he's going to get tackled with a guy grabbing the back of the jersey. No different than what we saw earlier. But this time, I mean, it, it's literally the same yeah, play. It's, it's the, the same, same tackle, but in the same guy there to make the call. No call this time. Second down and about 22. Pittman has it, drops back, and wants a wheel route for Blomeyer. Has him open. Oh. He's going to step out at the 40-yard line right in front of the safety was the pass from Pittman. It's first down yardage, gain of 27 on the play. You know, it's a great pass right there to get it over. I'm still, um, you know, I'm still impressed that Fairhope has guys in position, everything we're trying to, to go at. You know, even right there, he had to make a throw over the top of a defender in front of another one, and uh, that time they just, I don't think that their secondary thought he could make that yeah. throw, and it shocked him. Three receivers to the wide side of the field. 
Pittman has it. Reed to Flakes in the open field. Cuts up the middle. He's at the 20. Breaking across a tackle to about the 15-yard line. First down yardage. And holy cow, they're going to put – I thought it was at the 10. They're going to put him at the 12. That is a gain of 28. And that play will move Auburn High School into the Byron Smokehouse Breakfast Red Zone. Byron Smokehouse and Auburn tradition for over 30 years. Burst right through the right side. Comes right down the number numbers right there. And uh, – yeah, just an outstanding run. Nice blocking by the right side of that Auburn offensive line. Two tight ends set. Flakes next to Pittman. Pittman claps the hands, pulling a guard around. Pittman runs right into a middle linebacker. No gain on the play, maybe a yard. Second down and nine. With 4.50 left to go here in the second quarter, Tigers down 3 nothing. Yeah, their linebacker made a great play in the hole. Comes up, uh, tackles Flakes for no loss, but then immediately and asks for yeah. – somebody to come in he's going to lay down now over there on the sideline that's a good call that's going to frustrate some fans but that is great coaching and exactly what you're supposed to do as stepping up was Corey Duvall made a great made a great tackle and then what you're supposed to do don't sprint off get down and, well, and, the, and give your time out well the problem is is they had already subbed in for him so there's yeah. 11 guys out there and he's standing by the sideline and he just he just falls down I mean they coached him to do it that they, they want the opportunity to be able to coach their guys up but uh, that's why you get the the chorus of booze here from the Auburn side yeah as we haven't had an opportunity to get a lot of breaks in let's send it a break we'll be back in 30 seconds actually let's hold that as Duvall is now up Jack will send it to you all right, Scott, so looking at the region, we got playoffs happening around Alabama. Dothan has taken a 14-7 lead over Foley. They've scored again. And then down south, uh, Enterprise and Baker. Enterprise on top of Baker right now, 8-7 in that one. Remember, that Dothan-Foley game, if Auburn and Dothan win, Dothan comes to Duck Samford next week. Step one, Auburn's got to win. Thank you, Jack. Those scores brought to you by Franklin Town Auto. Friendly service from Franklin on East University Drive across from CC's Pizza. Franklin's Iron Auto. Two receiver set. Once again, a solo receiver on any on either side. Throw a jump ball to yeah, you. Yeah, take a shot out there. Here comes motion as there's motion by somebody. Yeah, they jumped. There's no yeah. flag on the play, but it's all sides. Okay, never mind. He just threw it right at his feet as opposed to getting it out there so everybody can see it. Second down and about five is half the distance is going to be the call and it's just outside the five-yard line. Well, I, I'm with you. They got Ian Nation split out wide. He's got the entire uh, end zone to, to work with. Um, I think Auburn attacks there. 14 and counting left to go. Two receivers to the left side. Inside handoff for Flakes. Nice cut. First down yardage, maybe more. Fighting for the end zone. Is he in? He stood up at the goal line. Blow your whistle, and now you move back. You let the surge push Flakes back forward. Progress got him to the to the one-yard line. First down and goal coming from the two-yard line. Gain of three on the play. Yeah, you got this close now. I think they'll probably just try to punch it in on the ground. Flake showing a lot of uh, burst as he hits the hits it up in the hole, carrying defenders with him. Got to protect that football yeah. here. Auburn has loved play action boot in these situations, but this feels like a run the ball yeah. right at him. A run the ball to the left even more so. Here comes McLean, run it left. McFlakes makes a guy miss. Runs through a, an arm tackle into the end zone from a yard out. Tigers lead 6-3 with 3.38 left to go here in the second quarter. Yeah, good job. Nice hole, good vision right there by Tyler Flakes, able to bump, bump it out. Um, just outside the, uh, uh, the left guard here, the, the hole opens up wide. He jumps through it and uh, meets a guy right at the goal line, runs through it, 
and uh, gets Auburn on the board. Needed that touchdown right there, Scott. Absolutely. Tigers for the first time tonight have a lead. 3.38 left to go. High snap. Kick is on the way from Will Best. Kick is up. That kick is good. 3.38 left to go here. 7-3 Tigers lead. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Stop Automotive Shop. For quality, dependable tires, Franklin features Bridgestone, Firestone, and Yokohama. For complete car care, trust Franklin's ASE certified technicians. And for precision collision repair, Franklin's state-of-the-art body shop can fully restore any make or model. With free estimates, insurance claims, welcome, and 24-hour towing, all at one stop. Since 1970, Franklin Tire and Auto, East University Drive, across from CC's Pizza, and at franklinautoink.com. The Beatles, the Stones, and the Tigers play here. Wings, 94-3. On the fifth possession of the game, the Tigers finally punch it in and take a 7-3 lead. Yeah, really good drive there by that Auburn offense, getting some things on the ground, picking up some, uh, some big chunk plays through the air. Hopefully that will uh, jolt them, give them some confidence here. Really important for the defense now to go down and not allow this uh, Fairhope team any points before the half because they'll get the ball to start the second half. Towns Magoo will approach, and he'll kick it to the A. And it'll be a touchback, and Fairhope will take over at the 20-yard line. And if you're Auburn, get a stop here, maybe go down and score again. Well, that'd be huge. And now let's take a uh, take this time to send it to Jack Hudden for the drive summary. Yeah, very quickly, Scott. Eight plays, 75 yards. The Tigers go two big runs from Tyler Flakes, the 28-yarder, and then the big touchdown run from one yard out. Tigers on top, 7-3, Scott. Thanks, Jack. And here we go. Let's see the... Let's see. Uh, let's, time to watch the Johnny Manziel dressed as uh, Caden Creel show. Three receivers once again. Creel has it. Hits route. Hello. As coming up and making a tackle, there was Andre Emilius making the catch. Ben Mosley, gain of about three, maybe four on the play. Yeah, that was almost it right there. We almost got the high throw that we needed. That thing deflects right there. We've got uh, Coleman Granberry standing there. Um, going to be the guy to, to pick that off, but a nice play on first down. Creel has it, and quarterback draw. Deuce White wins immediately, wow. and he's going to drag Creel down. Creel still able to fight forward and not lose as much as he probably should have. Loss of three on the play, third down, and nigh coming. Well, that's an athletic play by a big defensive tackle. He Not only did he, did he get to Creel, he had to jump over an offensive lineman to do it. Got his big paw on him and was able to bring him down. Outstanding play by big body in there, defensive tackle. Deuce White back from injury, makes the play. Big third down here. Fairhope over on the night. Deuce White pressure once again. Coleman Granberry pressuring Creel, and it's going to be thrown away. Granberry will hold him up, not tackle him, not get the late hit. Fourth down time, and that means Fairhope will have to punt. Yep, and they don't get to run any time off the clock as they throw the ball away right there, and it was a good job all the way around. Backside pursuit. Uh, guys got in there early. You called Deuce White, jumped in there. Coleman Granberry tracks him down and does a really mature thing right there. It's hard. When you can't get to a quarterback like this and you finally have a chance to tee off on him, um, it's hard to resist. And, uh, you know, there, that was an opportunity for him to make a boneheaded play and allow the sticks to move, and he was able to resist that. Ryan McNeil in the punt. He's had a couple of good ones tonight. High kick. 
Ian Nation, late fair catch, and he'll make it. And Auburn will take over at their own 48-yard line. Nice three and out there by the defense after the touchdown. Two and a half left to go here in the second quarter. Yeah, huge, huge job there to get the ball back with an opportunity. Just stole a possession right there. And, uh, and then a really good job, the best job tonight that uh, Ian Nation has done at fielding a punt. You, you don't know how many yards you save with that ball hitting and rolling and some time on the clock here. Last time out, an 80-yard touchdown drive by the Tigers. Well, might have been 79. Either way, it was, it, was, it was a good touchdown drive. Tigers will stay in that two tight end set with two receivers to the near side. Check out. It's a, it's a normal 11 personnel set. Set and they find Ian Nation first down yardage. He'll get out of bounds and will get about seven on first down, maybe even eight to set up a second down and short. First time we've just seen a pitch and catch there for Ian Nation against a bailing corner. Yeah, pretty simple. You know, both uh, outside receivers run five, six yards out, out routes, and uh, what do they call incomplete? Oh, they illegal sets. Oh, wow. Well, I never, I never saw the flag. I didn't either. My guess is they called Griffin McLean not on the formation. First down and 15. Tigers have shot themselves in the foot supposedly a lot here tonight. Yeah. D.V. Williams back into the game. That's right. That's back. what I was about to say. First time in since he's fumbled. Same set here for the Tigers. No flag. Wants the hitch to Josephson. Nice tackle there on the near side on that one as making the play is number 17, Dixon Davis. Gain of four on the play. And I think what Auburn wants to do is see if we can play pitch and catch, make a guy miss, get into space. Gain of four, second down and 11. Actually, gain of about three since it was a long throw, second and 12. Yeah, it was a tough catch. I mean, the ball was low and away, and uh, he was trying to run back towards the ball. But uh, Josephson does a good job of just wrapping it up. Fairhope just right there on the spot. Pittman has it, drops back. Once Nation almost picked. As handsy on it was Davis once again in a different league at a different time. They might have called that one. Davis 100% got the hands on Nation before the ball got there. But I'll give him this. He was getting his hands there so he could go up and make a play. That's Almost right. came up with an interception, third down and 11. Yeah, he, he got two hands on the ball right there and uh, really probably should have come down with an interception. Um, I think that uh, I think Clyde Pittman thought that, that, that the kid wouldn't be able to yep. run with Ian Nation on that play. Right, it's time to start just throwing it away from these safeties. Dropping back is Pittman. He'll step up, and he felt the outside pressure that's going to be able to get back to the line of scrimmage on the play. And Fairhope is going to call a timeout with 136 as that sack will force a punt. We'll take it with him. We'll be back in 30 seconds. 136 left to go here in the first half. Tigers lead 7-3. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hello, this is Coley Trent from Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. My dad Bill and I are pleased to be a part of the Opelika, Auburn, and Lee County area and thankful to the families that have placed their trust in us. At Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory, we continue to assure you when you call on us, you will be treated like a member of our own family with passionate and caring service. It's our desire to assist you during your difficult times and help you through your many decisions you face. Call on us in your time of need. Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. The Eagles, Def Leppard, and the Tigers play here. Wings 94-3. 
136 left to go here in the first half. Tigers will have to punt. Fairhope will have one more timeout, and Caden Creel will get the ball pending a turnover. And he's dangerous. And, you know, we just talked about Auburn stealing a possession. Fairhope just does the same right there to end this half by playing really good defense yep. there. High snap. McKinnell gets it away. Oh. He's going to get hit. That's going to be at least five, should be 15. And fair catch will be made at the 20-yard at the line. We'll see what, it, what the call is. Personal foul, first down, Tigers. So the personal foul, and I think that's the fourth or the fifth personal foul against Fairhope. The other three were chop blocks. This one uh, running into the punter, and I think Fairhope, what makes that one worse, I don't think they had a punt on, or a punt block on. I think that was a guy just trying to make a play. Tigers now have an opportunity to punch this one in or, or set up a field goal, do something to get a, get it to a full score game, if not two scores. Yeah, Auburn's got all their timeouts, a minute 29 left on the clock. They'll get the ball at the 39-yard line going in right here. I mean, you, you just got to take advantage of yeah. this. Ian Nation off to the left in the bunch set. Here comes motion by Blomeyer. Drops back as Pittman. Has his receiver. Jack Hudson is going to get hit, and he's going to have first down yardage. They're going to say he's inbounds. You know what? The helmet, all parts of the helmet are part of the face mask, and he gets tackled by the back of the helmets. First down yardage. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did a good job of squeezing through there, but he landed out of bounds. I don't, I don't know why that clock keeps running right there on that play, but, you know, the, the time's not going to be a factor, I don't think, on this drive. Zalmer Zalver can get set up and go. Pittman in the gun, 110 left to go. Dropping back is Pittman. Got protection, got a pocket, got a post. Touchdown, Tigers, Ian Nation. From 27 yards out, perfectly placed that time by Pittman, and the Tigers lead 13-3. to Yeah, had plenty of time was first of all. He had a, a nice pocket to step up in, but he did a really good job with his eyes and shoulders right there. He turns the safety and flips his hips right here because Clyde looks him off and, and does a good job of looking to his right. He stares to the right. He turns his shoulders to the right, and then he falls back and hits the post right where that safety vacated. Good job, Clyde Pittman right there. Towns Magoo on to attempt the PAT. One two, one, two plays after the roughing the punter, the Tigers punch it in thanks to the touchdown from Clyde Pittman. Extra point is up. The extra point is good. 105 left to go here. Tigers lead 14-3. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Auburn High School Football on Wings 94.3. Now that's classic. Just like that, the Tigers go 84 touchdown. And then after a nice stop by the Tigers defense, Fairhope counter punches with a nice stop of their own. But they make a mistake in the roughing the punter. And the Tigers take advantage of it and punch it in. And now lead by 11 with a 105 left to go here. 
in the second quarter. Towns Magoo approaches, and that will be taken right at the goal line. Here comes the returner up the middle, and nice coverage there by the Tigers. I believe Cade Rayburn right in there, yep. and it's going to be stopped at about the 19-yard line. Yeah, both Cade Rayburn, Rayburn in there and uh, also uh, my guy, um, number 25, Clark Cleveland, right there on uh, on kickoff. I mean, that's the – that is the uh, the priority that Auburn makes for these special teams. You got a lot of starters running down on both sides of the ball, covering kicks and, and playing special teams. Yeah, uh, all, or when I talked to uh, Coach Ethers, he said we're going to have a bunch of starters on, on kick cover in the playoffs. Creel keeps it on an outside zone. Tigers, great leverage. Octavian Brown keeps outside contained. And it looks like Cade Rayburn also from inside pursuit, gain of about three on the play. Yeah, I think this is a game, just the matchup that, that Rayburn needs to needs to have a role all night long because he looks the most comfortable chasing this quarterback down. He's doing a good job of, of inside-out pursuit. And Octavian Brown had a nice play right there with his, uh, with his leverage. Creel in the gun. Looks like Fairhope is good taking this one to – the uh, to the half. With that said, you bust you bust one up the middle. Maybe that changes it. Gain of about five on second down and seven. I don't think that's enough to make Fairhope change their mind. As as uh, good yardage there by Godfrey. It's going to be third down and two. But I believe this is going to be pun or this is going to be halftime. Yeah for the Pirates. And a huge, huge turn right yeah. there. A lot of penalties dominated that first half, but the biggest penalty was the roughing the kicker that allowed that drive to continue, and Auburn stole seven points right before halftime. We missed it, but Jack Hudden uh, sent me the numbers. Five plays, 52 yards, thanks to the roughing the punter call against uh, Fairhope that gave Auburn an extra set of downs, and Auburn takes advantage of it. On the other side of this break, we'll have the halftime report. 14-3 Tigers lead. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Teamwork is key to winning on the football field. At University Ace, teamwork is key to our success too. Hi, David Fittner here, owner of University Ace Hardware. We're proud to be your family-owned and operated neighborhood helpful place, serving the community since 2013. Our mission, serve both in-store and in the community. Getting a customer for life is like winning a state championship. University Ace, next to the movie theater in Auburn. University Ace is proud to support the Auburn High Tigers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey guys, my name is Tyler Reynolds with Reynolds Outdoors in Opelika. As your East Alabama firearms headquarters with over a thousand guns in stock and with brand names like Browning, Beretta, and Kimber, we are sure to have a gun to meet your needs. As a locally and family owned store, Reynolds Outdoors would like to personally wish Auburn the best of luck on the football field. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram or call us at 334-745-7642. Go Tigers! This is Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price. When we have the opportunity to assist residents of this county, we are pleased to offer options in an effort to make your business with us as convenient as possible. You may visit any of our three offices, one in Auburn, one in Opelika, and in Smith Station. We are open to serve you Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. Central Time and 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time in Smith Station. Thank you for allowing me to serve you. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. 
Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. It's halftime on your Auburn High School football station. Wings 94.3. This is the Orthopedic Clinic Halftime Report. Halftime at Duck Sanford Stadium in Auburn, Alabama. Auburn and the Pirates from Fairhope going at it for the past hour or so. And thus far, this one has been full of a whole lot of defense and a whole lot more penalties. 140 yards of penalties in the first half alone between these two teams. That's 90 penalty yards for Fairhope, 50 for the Tigers. Sloppy game from both teams. Rounds into a 14-3 lead for Auburn at the half. This Auburn team has had some help on defense the Fairhope penalties, but they've also held this high-flying quarterback, Caden Creel, to only three points and 115 total yards of offense. Hello again, everybody. Jack Hudden alongside Scott Bagwell and Rob Pate to give you the Orthopedic Clinic halftime report presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you or on the web at theorthoclinic.com. And with a moment, we now are going to pause 10 seconds for station identification here on Wings 94.3. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Wings 94.3 is an Auburn Network station, part of the Radio Alabama family, WGZZ and WGZZ HD, Waverly, Auburn Opelika. Once again, back inside Duck Sanford Stadium. And with the band on the field, it's time now for your halftime recap of the action thus far. It was Auburn who got it started. Fairhope actually tried an onside kick to start this one off, but Auburn would go three and out in its first drive, punting the ball right back to Fairhope. Fairhope then would take it uh, not very much further. They'd go three and out as well on their next drive. Auburn would turn around, get pick up a first down on the next drive, but a holding penalty negates a big gain by Clyde Pittman and a run by him was called back. Auburn eventually ends up in fourth and 24 and punts that one away. Fairhope comes out on the second drive. Another three and out by the Pirates. Gives the ball right back to the Tigers. Tigers can't do anything on the next drive either. They go a little bit further down the field, but only, but only in six plays they have to punt it after another holding penalty negates a Tyler Flakes run. Fairhope then would get the ball back, and quarterback Caden Creel began to go to work. A, uh, let's see here. Let's, let's count up these plays very quickly. That's an eight-play, uh, let's see, a 43-yard drive by Caden Creel, an eight-play 43-yard drive. Actually, a 53-yard run by Caden Creel on that drive was eventually negated by a block-in-the-back penalty down at the 10-yard line. That would back him up, and Fairhope would go no further. A field goal, though, was hit to end that drive, so a 3-0 lead by the Pirates. Auburn would come back out and then go three and out, give it right back to Fairhope. Actually, not three and out, only two and out on a, uh, a quick fumble by D.V. Williams on second and seven. Williams coughs this one right back up to the Fairhope Pirates. It was the Pirates that came back out once again with a six-play drive that got down into field goal range once again, but a field goal sailed wide to keep it at 3 nothing. From there, Auburn had its legs under it now and was able to go down the field much quicker than in the past. Seven plays for the Tigers. Seven plays, 75 yards later. Tyler Flakes punches it in from one yards out. A couple of big-time plays from Logan Blomeyer. A 21 and 26-yard receptions. And then finally a 28-yard run by Tyler Flakes. And then the one-yard touchdown run. Auburn would give it back to the Pirates. Fairhope goes three and out. Gives it right back to Auburn, who marches yet down the field another time. 
This one only five plays for a total of counting this up, 45 yards. No, excuse me, 52 yards. Four plays, 52 yards for Auburn on that last drive. Ended by the touchdown toss from Clyde Pittman to Ian Nation. Ian with three catches on the night, excuse me, two catches on the night. He is five catches away from the career records for receptions by a wide receiver. Ian Nation doing some damage in the passing game and will continue to follow that storyline. But with those drives, Fairhope would come back out, would not be able to run more than two more plays and then take it to halftime with a 14-3 deficit to the Auburn Tigers. Now that you're all caught up, let's take a look at the Franklin Tire and Auto scoreboard. Friendly service from Franklin East University Drive in Auburn, Alabama. Well, looking at a little bit around the region, so we've got a couple of games going on that deal with Region 1 and Region 2. Again, Auburn, a Region 2 team. So going up against the Region 1 teams, you get the one seed and the four seeds from separate divisions or separate regions, and then you get the two and three seeds playing each other in different regions. And at halftime, four-seeded Dothan out of Region 2 leads First seeded Foley out of Region 1, 21 to 14. The winner of that game going to get the winner of this one in Auburn. So, assuming an Auburn win tonight, if Dothan will to pull that one out, Auburn going to get a home game in round two here at Duck Sanford Stadium. If Foley comes back and wins that one, Auburn will have to make the three-and-a-half drive hour drive down to the Gulf to play in the Lions' den next week. So go Dothan, go in that one, the four seed on top of Foley at the half. Looking around, another game in the region, Enterprise and Baker. Enterprise has already gone south of the state to take on their first-round playoff game. Enterprise, the three-seed out of Region 2. Baker, the two-seed out of Region 1. And Enterprise on top of the Baker Hornets, 15-7 to at halftime. Hewitt, Trustful, and Florence in a fight right now. The Huskies on top of the Falcons in the second quarter, 21-7. to That one in the uh, separate bracket. And let's see... And as we come down here, Region 3 and Region 4. So Florence out of Region 4, Hewitt Trustful out of Region 3, the two and three seeds respectively in those regions. So doing battle tonight are the Huskies and the Falcons. Bob Jones and Hoover at halftime. Hoover leading Bob Jones, only 14 to seven right now. Bob Jones, the Region 4, four seed, and Hoover, the Region 3, one seed as they take over uh, that top spot from Thompson with a win last week, nine to nothing over the Thompson Warriors. As we look towards Thompson now, Thompson and Huntsville, 13 to nothing. Thompson on top of Huntsville at the half. Again, Huntsville out of Region 4, the three seed in that one. Thompson out of Region 3, the number two seed. Austin and Vestavia Hills playing in Austin, and the Rebels are giving Austin everything they want, and they've given them a whole lot more than what they want. 31 to nothing. Vestavia Hills, the four seed out of Region 3, taking down the Region 4 one seed right now at halftime. Certainly a surprising score in that one. A couple other games getting started a little bit later tonight. Central and Mary Montgomery have not started. Well, excuse me. They have started now. No score in that one as that's just underway. That one got started at 8 o'clock tonight. That'll do it for high school 7-8 Alabama playoffs. Now we'll look around the college football scoreboard. Got a couple of games going on tonight around uh, college football. Of course, a couple of games going to be going on tomorrow. Auburn fans certainly going to be paying attention to that one at 6.30 in Starkville tomorrow. Mississippi State an 11.5-point favorite in that one. But let's keep it on Friday night now in UMass and UConn. 
going at it. UMass with the ball down 13 to 10 in the third quarter. That one on CBS Sports Network. About seven minutes to go in the penultimate period of action. In the third quarter as well, Duke and Boston College, BC at two and six, trying to remain bowl eligible if possible. They can pull off four straight wins down to Duke right now, 31 to 14. And finally in the nightcap tonight at 9.30, it'll be on ESPN2, Oregon State and Washington. That one a sleeper game. Washington a four and a half point uh, favorite in that one over the Beavers, both six and two, three and two in the Pac-12. Michael Penix Jr. is only 66 yards away from 3,000 passing yards on the season. Very quickly as we run down the action for tomorrow, we did mention at the top of the broadcast, Georgia and Tennessee. That's the big one in the SEC tomorrow. CBS at 2.30. That's the primetime game. Uh, Georgia, a nine-point favorite. That line has gone up from eight-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of money going on to the dogs in that one. We'll see if Hendon Hooker and the Vols can pull the upset. And then in the nightcap, it's Alabama and LSU inside the walls of Baton Rouge. And uh, LSU, six-and-two, four-and-one in the SEC. They are 13-point underdogs. You don't see that from the number 10 team in the country very often, that one at 6 o'clock tomorrow night on ESPN. A couple of other big ones around the country. Texas and Kansas State will get going at 6 o'clock. That one on FS1. Clemson traveling to Notre Dame. Notre Dame starting the season off 0-2. Have fought back 5-1 in their last six games to get to 5-3. Uh, 6.30 on NBC tomorrow night. Clemson and Notre Dame will get going. We, of course, mentioned the Auburn-Mississippi State game. Mississippi State still 12-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Will Rogers going to be one to watch out for. Uh, but interesting to see Coach Cadillac Williams, his first game action. What will the Tigers look like tomorrow? going to be interesting to watch. Stay tuned after that game tomorrow on ESPN 106.7 as Carter Bird and I uh, will have after the game, and we'll run down through your post-game comments. We'll take your calls, and we'll go over anything you want to talk about after the game tomorrow on our sister station ESPN 106.7. South Carolina and Vanderbilt also tomorrow at 6.30. Florida State and Miami. And finally in the late, late nightcap, UCLA and Arizona State at 9.30. California and USC also getting underway at 9.30. Well, with the band still on the field, tell you what, let's go ahead and take another break. About eight minutes to go until halftime. We'll take a break. Come right back. Get some thoughts from the guys, Rob Pate and Scott Bagwell, and then hopefully have an interview with Coach Keith Etheridge on field right here on the Auburn High School Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the Orthopedic Clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the Orthopedic Clinic. Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointment today. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. 
The Gouge Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gougecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Hello, this is Coley Trent from Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. My dad Bill and I are pleased to be a part of the Opelika, Auburn, and Lee County area and thankful to the families that have placed their trust in us. At Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory, we continue to assure you when you call on us, you will be treated like a member of our own family with passionate and caring service. It's our desire to assist you during your difficult times and help you through your many decisions you face. Call on us in your time of need, Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. Halftime show continues. Brought to you by the Orthopedic Clinic on Wings 94.3. Welcome back to the Orthopedic Clinic Halftime Report. East Island. Well, and uh, I almost read that straight. And I had it right. I don't know why I stopped. This is the... The Orthopedic Clinic Halftime Report presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you on the web at theorthoclinic.com. Scott Bagel and Rob Pate here. Rob, a slow start. Give Fairhope a lot of credit. And, I mean, they're, they're game plan on defense, game plan on offense. They have set themselves up with a really good um, – Really, really good uh, uh, game playing, giving themselves yeah. an opportunity, and they have opportunities uh, to um, have had opportunities to make plays yeah. and and some some big time penalties. And and we've complained about the officials. Some of the on, uh, some of the other ones were were obvious, and there's some other ones that were just tough calls against them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they, they, first of all, they're well coached. I mean, they they came in here and they gave Auburn everything that they wanted right there in the first half. They were able to uh, get off the field on defense. I think that was the most surprising thing to me. It took a, a long time before Auburn ever even picked up a first down. Uh, but uh, just have a lot of guys in position. Sometimes, you know, they're getting out-athleted, but they're still there to make a play. Most every catch that Auburn's had to make has been in, in, in between two people, very narrow, short windows to have to, to deliver the ball. And they're bringing a lot of uh, pressure, um, you know, just kind of laying their ears back and, and getting after Clyde Pittman. I think Auburn just needs to be able to run the football yeah. and, and be able to, uh, to contain that quarterback. I mean, he was electric in the first half. They put up three points, but, man, it just seemed like he, he continually just caused problems and wreaked havoc with that Auburn defense with his legs. Three points, two touchdowns called back That's on right. one drive. And one of them was uh, both penalties. One of them was obvious. It wasn't going to affect the play. The other one, um, the other one less obvious, but still wasn't going to affect the play. That's right. Yep, two two times they get called, and uh, you know that's just unfortunate. Auburn was was uh, uh, had some big plays that got called back as well for some super questionable calls. One of them on on Braden Joyner that we both saw that uh, was just uh, really unbelievable that 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 was called a penalty. But uh, either way, both teams have had to overcome adversity. I think both teams can can go into the locker room. 
um, with some momentum and some and some things that you know I think this Fairhope walks in team walks in saying that hey we can play with these guys I mean you save the the roughing the the passer or the roughing the kicker right there then uh, we're we're right here in this ball game for Auburn you say hey we we haven't played our best game at all I mean we've we've given away a lot and we haven't uh, executed like we want to and like we're accustomed to let's go out and do that in the second half and we'll run away with this thing yep and um, when we come back on the other side of this break we'll have uh, head coach Etheridge uh, talk hopefully talking with Jack this is the orthopedic clinic halftime report and this is the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the orthopedic clinic Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. So you want to know what it's like to be a college student at Southern Union? I'll tell you. You get the best of both worlds. Low costs and small class sizes. Plus all the perks that come from attending a school in an ideal college setting. Get as involved on campus as you want. Or buckle down and get ready to join the workforce fast. Visit suscc.edu to schedule an in-person tour or to register now for next semester. Kia of Auburn is excited. It's November and Auburn basketball is back. It's also a great time to check out our winning lineup of Kia vehicles. The new 2023 Kia Telluride is now on the lot. The Kia Telluride certainly has that head-turning wow factor with its bold good looks. And it also comes equipped with a long list of standard features. Shop our complete inventory online at KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn is a proud supporter of Auburn Athletics. Kia of Auburn, where you are always number one. Teamwork is key to winning on the football field. At University Ace, teamwork is key to our success too. Hi, David Fittner here, owner of University Ace Hardware. We're proud to be your family-owned and operated neighborhood helpful place, serving the community since 2013. Our mission, serve both in-store and in the community. Getting a customer for life is like winning a state championship. University Ace, next to the movie theater in Auburn. University Ace is proud to support the Auburn High Tigers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is the place for the Orthopedic Clinic Halftime Report. Your Auburn High School football station, Wings 94.3. Welcome back to the Orthopedic Clinic Halftime Report. East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. And as we get back, let's send it down to Jack. All right, Scott, down here field side with Coach Keith Etheridge. Coach, you're up 14-3 to at the half. What did you see in the first half that you want to improve on here in the second? Just know we don't need to be getting penalties. You know, we need to be able to keep drives alive and not have third and 38, you know. Um, need to make sure that we take care of the football. We can't turn it over. You know, had that turnover. You know, we're getting some things going. Then we, you know, cough it up and give it to them in their territory. And luckily we hold them to a field goal, you know, but – we, we just can't do that. I mean, those things are things that you expect to do week one and week two. Not, you know, we're week 11. We can't do those things. We're in the playoffs. Got to got to be take care of the football, you know, um, and they're, you know, they're 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 bringing the house. So we got to, you know, we got to make some a couple of adjustments. Hopefully they work, you know, the second half. And I think that we've uh, 
put two scores on the board. We just got to keep playing defense where we're playing it right now. I was going to say, Coach, you got to feel good. Your offense, a little slow out of the gate, but your defense held one of the best quarterbacks we've seen all year uh, at this field, though, so far to only three points and 115 yards. Your reaction to your defense thus far keeping you in it? Yeah, defense playing good. You know, uh, I think that uh, we still gave up a, a big long run with him. You know, we got to keep him hemmed in because he can make huge plays. And, um, you know, offensively, we got to be able to control the football and, and run the ball some. You know, I think we can throw it if if we you know if we get some get ahead of the chains a little bit. It's hard to throw on on third down and twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, Coach. Well, hey, we appreciate your time. Go get with your team. Go Tigers. All right, that's Coach Keith Etheridge, Scott, and Rob. Back up to you guys. Thanks, Jack. On the other side of this break, we'll have the second half as Fairhope will get the ball. Auburn High School defense has an opportunity to set the tone. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Mayor Ron Anders wishing our Auburn High School Tigers success as they compete in the state playoffs and vie for the AHSAA Class 7A Football Championship title. On behalf of the city of Auburn, I commend the coaches, parents, and young men who have put hours and hours of work into representing our community so well with their talents. I invite you to join me as we cheer on these young men. Go Tigers! Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Is there anything more important than preserving your family memories? At Camera Graphics, that is our business. From the complete line of Canon, Nikon, or Sony cameras and accessories, to professional printing, to the area's finest custom frame shop, we can help you choose the right equipment, teach you to use it, print your pictures, and frame them too. Camera Graphics is also your source for any type of video transfer services. From old 8mm movies to VCR tapes or just videos clogging up your phone, we can preserve those memories for you. We also offer the highest quality photocopying and restoration services. Come by today or check us out on the web at cameragraphics.net. Let's get back to the action. It's time to kick off the second half of Auburn High Football on Wings 94.3. Presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, Russell Building Supply, and Southern Union. Also brought to you by Jeff Code Trant, Auburn Bank, Kia of Auburn, University Ace Hardware, and Gouge Performing Arts Center. Well, sorry about that, folks. Uh, be perfectly honest with you. We're used to a three-minute warm-up period being put back on the clock. It did not get put back on there. The uh, extra, uh, the field goal, field goal, the kickoff will go into the end zone. It will be a touchback, and that's where uh, Fairhope will take over first down and 10 at the 20-yard line. They put the ball on the right hash. Scott Bagwell here joined by Rob Pate, Jack Hudden as well. Mackenzie Collins back in the Auburn Network studio inside zone. Actually kind of a midline as as uh, as Creel will keep it, gain a five on the play. Yeah, Mark Tolan comes in from the outside, the left defensive end. He uh, keeps contain. He's able to, uh, to take on two blocks and get off the block and, and make the tackle. 
Second down, quick um, as Fairhope goes. Quick screen out to the outside. Octavian Brown forces the receiver inside, and he gets help from his friends making the catch Preston Godfrey on the play. Yeah, I thought their receiver should have kept wide. I think he may have had a step on Octavian, but Octavian does get out there to make the play. This is – I have not seen this one. Five, and it's just a quick throw, and it's going to be first down yardage, gain of uh, about five. Let me see if I can actually do my job here. Offensive line was lined up four – receivers lined up on the line and then one behind them. I've never seen that look before. Just a quick catch and throw, first down yardage, gain of uh, about five on the play. First down and ten from the 35. Creel in the gun. Let's actually Auburn get set on that one. And it's an inside give. No, it's a straight zone. Reed Tolan able to trip him up. Gain of about three on the play. You make, got to make sure you keep leverage there with Krill. Uh, he's quick as a cat. Yeah, you're right. We got uh, just enough on him right there. Mark Tolan uh, had given up containment and uh, was able to stretch out with that long body of his and just grab an ankle and limit that to uh, about a three-yard gain. Second down and about seven. Creel has it, drops back, wants to stick route, has it open, and the receiver will make the catch, and that is Ben Mosley. It's going to set up a third down and about three. Yeah, coming. just a good play on, on all fronts, really, for Fairhope. They take they take advantage of the void for Auburn. Amelius is there to, uh, to make the tackle as soon as the ball is caught. Again. As there's going to be a flag, and that's going to be a flag on a chop block. We'll see if he had the line to gain. No, he did not. He did not. It's a fourth down and two. There is a chop block thrown right in the middle. You could see an offensive lineman immediately. His hands go to his helmet. I'm not sure if it was to adjust it or to kind of be upset with himself. We'll see what the call is. Yeah, they, they got to be on the same page offensively because they're they're cutting on every uh, every one of these quick passes. Coach, uh, Coach Etheridge is. I think you take it. Yeah. I get it sets up fourth down, but this feels like Fairhope, no, they're on the edge, and they would go for it on fourth down and two. Yeah. yeah. He, he's going he's gonna to back them up. Those guys have to communicate better up front for Fairhope. If one of them's going to gonna chop, they all have to know it so that somebody's not hitting someone else high. Yeah. That's the uh, a fourth, third, third, third or fourth, fourth time. Yeah. yeah. Two-by-two two set here for the Pirates as the uh, umpire will now get reset. Third down and about 19 after the penalty. Tigers showing pressure. Here comes five. It's a screen. Pete Davis able to get a hand on it, but flow from inside. And Coleman Granberry also coming in and making the play or helping out on the play is number 98, Adam Al-Rahimi. Yeah, good job by Pete Davis squeezing that, slowing him down just enough to allow the uh, the inside pursuit of Coleman Granberry and the rest of that Auburn defense to get there. Nice job of getting off the field on this first drive uh, by that Auburn defense. McNeil will come in to punt for the Pirates. Tigers get a big stop. Ian Nation back deep to return for the Tigers as he'll boom it away. High spiraling kick. Nation will let it bounce and will let it get out of bounds. And Auburn High School will take over at about the 40-41 yard line. Yeah, just let that one bounce. He saw it coming over towards the Auburn sideline. Read that that thing was probably going to bounce out of bounds. And uh, Auburn's the benefactor of uh, that ball not taking a fair hope roll. 
and uh, get great starting field position right here for the first drive of the second half at the 40. By Pittman in the gun, D.V. Williams next to him. Two receivers to the near side. They are stacked. So are the two receivers to the far side. Pittman in the gun. Going to give it to Flakes. Flakes, nice cut up the middle. First down yardage runs over the safety. That's going to be a gain of about 14. Let's see if they'll make oh. it 15. Oh, man. Did you see that? No, I did not. Oh, that that's D.V. Williams, not Flakes. It was D.V., yeah. And D.V. was going to do first down like he got a first down, and his hand hit the Fairhope defender in the helmet, and they're going to call him for throwing a punch right there. He's about to get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for trying to give a first down uh, gesture. If they call it a punch, is he going to be ejected? Right, well, we'll see. Un You know, it's a bit his best run of the night, and as he gets ready to uh, to to just do what you know most guys do, yeah. he just he just happens to have a Fairhope guy walk beside him, and the uh, and the umpire here sees it as a uh, uh, as a punch to the head. And we're still unsportsmanlike on Auburn. 15-yard penalty will be a first down after the run. Did he give an ejection call? No, no he's a first, first down. down. Okay. You can see it here on the uh, on the replay as DV gets tackled here. He gets up to uh, to, to signal first down, and as he does, well, yeah. he hits the guy. Was it a guy coming from behind? Yep. Jeez. Never saw him. First down and 10 from the 40. We're right back where we were. Quick throw to, to Jack Hudson. He's going to fight across the 40-yard line, gain of about one, maybe two on the play. Actually, they'll give him three, second down and seven. Folks, if you're listening in the area or you're watching, let's just say that um, if you've watched the Opelika Dothan game, it's a familiar crew. Second down and seven. Inside give to DV, bounces outside, trying to get to the corner, makes a guy miss, and then his back foot slips out from underneath him. Gain of one, maybe two, third down and five coming. Well, you, you get the sense, though, that DV is running with a new sense of purpose. You know, he, he coughed that ball up. He saw Tyler Flakes come in and get the heavy load of the carries uh, to end that first half. And uh, he has a new sense of urgency right now with the way that he's running. Third down and five. Big third down here. Tigers in the first seven in the first half. One, two, three, four, seven. Three for six or three for seven. This one from about five yards. Tigers one for two in the first half from five yards. And wanting the quick hitch. Got got Nation. That's a nice tackle, but Nation almost gets out of it. That's a nice tackle on the far side there by number 17, Dixon Davis. Gain of nine and a first down is, I believe that is the third catch for Ian Nation. Yeah, and, and just a good route by him. He gets just beyond the sticks. He shows his uh, numbers to the quarterback and then makes some yards after the catch. Give to DV. DV trying to go behind that left side. Gets about a yard. Second down and nine. 7:40 left to go here in the first in the third quarter. Tigers lead 14 to three. Yeah, they've got a uh, you know their their middle linebacker uh, Corey Devol. He's playing a tough game for them. He's he's been in a lot of plays for uh, for Fairhope and had a nice tackle right there on that one. Inside give to Flakes. Flakes bounces, lowers his head. Gonna 
fight his way to about the 40. There is a flag on the play. It's either a false start or an offsides. There's a penalty flag on the play. <laughs> it's going to be illegal formation on Auburn. Somebody, somebody's having to check out as it's going to be ruled that the tight end was not on. Second down and about 15 now. Tripped set to the near side. It's in a bunch. Look, rolling Aldis Pittman, and he has his receiver. Nation in stride at the 20. Going to be hogtied and stays on his feet. Nice job there by the defensive back. Brown not to throw him down. It's going to be a gain of about 28 yard lines down to the 17. And with that, Auburn High School moves into the Byron Smokehouse Breakfast Red Zone. Byron Smokehouse, an Auburn tradition for 30 years. A beautiful throw on the run by Pittman, but also a nice design getting uh, uh, Ian Nation caught up in the trips formation right there and losing him in coverage. Inside give to Flakes. Flakes patient, bounces it outside, makes a nice cut to about the nine. Now they'll move it back to the 10, gain of seven on first down. Yeah, good cut by Flakes. Nice job by the interior of that offensive line, making some nice holes. You see Griffin McLean kind of finishing his block at the end of the play. So good job for, for Auburn there on first down. Stack, two-by-two two set once again for the Tigers. Flakes has it, and he'll follow the pulling GT guys, the guard tackle, to about the five, gain of about five on the play. First down and goal from the five-yard lines. Jack, is that three yards needed to tie or break? No, that is three receptions. The three receptions needed to tie or break. To break. Thank you. Ian Nation on the hunt for the all-time receptions, single-season reception record. Also has an outside shot at the single-season yards record as he has had one heck of a season for Auburn High School. First and goal yeah. for the Tigers. Yeah, Auburn does a good job of getting it to first and goal. You've got four cracks at it right here yeah. to try to get this thing and extend this lead. Pittman in the gun. McLean at the tight end. Inside give to Flakes. Flakes gets stood up at about the three. And I think Pittman might have thought about trying to pull that one second down and goal. Scared me a little bit from up here, Scott. I thought he hang, hung on to it a little too long and thought that ball might pop out right there. So a good job by, uh, by Flakes being able to just feel it, read his quarterback, and uh, hang on to that ball to pick up positive yardage. Looks like they're going to put it at the four. Second goal, and Flakes once again runs into the back of an offensive lineman, keeps fighting, dive forward into the end zone. Tyler Flakes would not be denied on that one from four yards out. And with 5.36 left to go here in the third quarter, the Tigers lead 20-3. to Yeah, just sheer effort right there by Flakes coming over the left side. He was he was hit in the hole, didn't have a uh, I mean, much any, anywhere to go, and he just kept driving those legs, kept churning, and uh, ultimately lunges, catapults himself across the goal line great job individual effort right there by Tyler Flakes Flakes with two touchdowns on the night will best on to attempt the PAT kick is up and that kick is good 536 left to go 21-3 Auburn has some breathing room here in the third quarter we'll be back in 30 seconds you're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic 
Hello, this is Coley Trent from Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. My dad Bill and I are pleased to be a part of the Opelika, Auburn, and Lee County area and thankful to the families that have placed their trust in us. At Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory, we continue to assure you when you call on us, you will be treated like a member of our own family with passionate and caring service. It's our desire to assist you during your difficult times and help you through your many decisions you face. Call on us in your time of need. Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. AHS Football on Wings 94.3, part of the Auburn Network family of stations. Welcome back to the Auburn, to Auburn Alabama, Duck Sanford Stadium here. Scott Bagwell joined by Rob Pate as the Tigers now lead 21-3. Magoo will approach. He'll send it away, and that one will be into the end zone, and Fairhope will take over at the 20-yard line. As let's send it now to Jack for the drive uh, for the drive summary. Jack Hudden. All right, Scott, we had a nine-play, uh, we had a nine-play, 43-yard drive. There was a 15-yard penalty in there, so it backed the Tigers up. They had to go 15 extra, but that was capped off by a four-yard run. Tyler Flakes doing the load of work. Those last four runs he had, he punches his way into the end zone, Scott. Thanks, Jack. As And again, Ian Nation needs two to break, right? Yes, two to break the record. First down carry by... Fairhope and Auburn defensive line and backers do a nice job of just stringing that one out. Gain of one, maybe two on the play, second down and nine. Yeah, going about it in different ways. Fairhope puts the uh, the, the strength of their formation, all their receivers and bodies out to the field and their tight end to the backside and runs that way. Auburn always puts their guys into the boundary. Now wants a little hitch and he has his receiver does Creel. Graham Young comes up along with Octavian Brown to tackle Preston Godfrey. And then second and eight, gain of about six. There is a flag on the play back at the 20-yard line. It's going to be roughing the passer no. on oh. Auburn High School. Wow. I didn't see anybody back there. Uh, never mind. That's a bad signal. They had to have called personal foul hands to the face on Rico Spinks because nobody hit the quarterback. Penalties have been the name of the game for both teams. Fairhope has had two touchdowns taken off the board all in one drive thanks to penalties. Auburn had a couple of drives messed up with penalties as well. Empty set here for Fairhope. Krill in the gun. Takes it and drops back. Auburn has a free rusher in Cleveland. He's going to throw it up. Graham Young finds it. Nice hands. Terrible call. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, there was a there was a definite hold going on with Caleb Pitts up at the uh, up at the line of scrimmage, but uh, you know I couldn't see Graham's backside hand right here, but neither could the the guy that threw the flag. So, you know that's the unfortunate part of, of that penalty. He does a really good job with his uh, with his off hand to, to knock that ball away, and uh, the Auburn coaching staff uh, letting them know it too. Oh my goodness. Oy vey. 4.46 left to go here in the game, or here in the third quarter. Krill in the gun. Has it, drops back, wants a screen. Actually, that's illegal downfield. And the ball is out, and Auburn has it, and it's Graham Young with it. They're going to blow it dead. Is there an illegal downfield? Because 58 was beyond seven yards. 
Well, I guess they just called it incomplete. It's still an illegal man downfield. Yeah, oh, I know. I know it is. But no, I never heard a whistle until it looked like Auburn was going to score a touchdown. They called it incomplete. Checking into the game is Mike Gunn at the near side. Motion to the far side. Krill has it, wants the screen, and it's going to almost knocked away by Cade Rayburn. Octavian Brown was all over it. There is a flag on the near side. False start on Auburn. Also an update, on Ian Nate on, yeah, on Fairhope. Ian Nation, 826 yards now on the season. That is second most all-time behind Ralph Spry, who had 10-17 back in the 2006 football season. Wow. Uh, he's been a playmaker all year long and has really come on strong. I mean, as the season has progressed, he, he has just gotten better. Creel has it. Inside give quick, and I tell you what, that is a quick hitter right up the middle behind that pulling guard. Gain of about three on the play, third down and about 12. <laughs> Cade Rayburn came up off the uh, the pile and showed the referee his jersey pulled down over his, uh, over his shoulder pad just trying to say, hey, I didn't do that on my own there, brother. Play action, Creel drops back, and it looked like an RPO. Here comes Moja. Here comes Creel in a scramble, though, and he's going to outrun Coleman Granberry to the outside. Third down and 12. Pickups about 15 on the play across the 30-yard line. First down, Fairhope. That's when he's at his dangerous when things break down. Yeah, just using his athleticism, just kind of uh, drifts off to the left and uh, just just decides, hey, I'm going to pick this up with my legs, and he does. Monster set here with uh, with linemen outs as receivers here and Creel has it wants the screen Tigers flow Coleman nice Granberry job. flowed outside and there was also whoever was at the point of attack yeah. uh, was able to make the play didn't see who that was it was a great play yeah. Octavian Brown is the guy that was uh, able to take on the, the lead block and then shed that block and, and make the nice tackle by himself for minimal gain gain of about two on the play Again, it seems like I would say 80-some-odd percent of the time, Fairhope is sending their three receivers to the wide yeah. side, and then they're just moving the tight end around. And Fairhope can go pretty fast with this with this look. Here comes jet motion now. It's an inside give. Creole will keep, and he'll just kind of pick and choose, hop around. Good gain down to about the 21-yard line, gain of five, third down and three. Well, Rico Spinks chases him down with backside uh, pressure, and that's the thing. You just can't give up. I mean, that kid's going to put his foot in the ground. He's going to cut back. You think that he's going to end the play in one direction. It's going to come back towards you. That time Rico Spinks does a good job of not giving up on the play. Coleman Granberry has to check out Wyatt Trexler checks in, and Woo. it's a quick screen on the far side, and that is a heck of a play Mark out Tolan. there by Mark Tolan. Graham Young also there to help. Fourth down comes after the third and three fails to pick up thanks to the quick screen. Yeah, they, they went back to where they put their offensive lineman out wide um, into the boundary and just try to throw a quick screen out there. Mark Tolan just dives in, slices through there, gets unblocked, and uh, makes himself skinny and makes a great tackle out there. Big fourth down and four coming right at the uh – Right about the 22-yard line, bunch in a heavy set here for Fairhope. A receiver goes out, Creel will have it, and he's going to run out. And it looks like he might have wanted a, a, a throwback, and it's thrown and it's knocked away. Flag coming in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The action happened at about the uh, – 13-yard line, the official that threw the flag is standing underneath the goalpost. Yeah, he was he was with the band out there. Oh, 
Yeah, I don't know what the call was. I mean, that's I, – I think that they may have thought that since the – I don't know what they I, – I can't even defend it. There's not even a sign given. First down and goal for Fairhope at the 12-yard line. Creel has it, drops back, immediate pressure, wants a screen. Tigers try to peel back. It's going to be into the end zone and a touchback, and a phantom call on fourth down turns a stop into a first down and 10 from the 11-yard line. And for the first time tonight, Fairhope finds the end zone. Yeah, they executed that play really well, a tunnel screen. Uh, they get the, the slot receiver coming back up underneath. Auburn has a defender there to make the play, can't make it, and uh, – uh, number two for, for Fairhope's able to skirt into the end zone. Auburn had made an outstanding play on fourth down. That 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 drive should not have continued. Field goal, the X point is up and good. 21-10, our score, 227 left to go here. Auburn leads. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Classic Hits and Auburn High School Football. Wings 94-3. 227 left to go here. Tigers lead 21-10. Fairhope needed a touchdown drive. They got a touchdown drive. Converted some third downs and converted some fourth downs as uh, Auburn High School thought they had a stop. A penalty took that away, and 21-10 is where we're at. Pooch kick will be put right in the middle of the field. Tigers need to get to it. Logan uh, or uh, Gibson Lowridge will be able to get to it finally as Fairhope, good scouting, saw that was the open spot, put it right there, and Auburn will take over at the 25-yard yeah, line. Re really good kick right there, just putting it where nobody was. It sat there uh, uncomfortably too long, yeah. and uh, finally Auburn's able to jump on it and then start the uh, this big drive. Big touchdown drive for Fairhope. Jack, what was it? Eight plays, 80 yards go. The Pirates helped out by 55 yards of total penalties on that drive. Now, that's both teams, but 55 yards total of flags there, Scott. First and 10 comes Auburn High. Griffin McLean, Ian Nation in motion. Here comes motion. That's Davis Harson. He's going to give it to Flakes. Flakes, first down yardage. Hello, runs over a safety gain of about eight, maybe nine, maybe ten. Looks like they will mark it at ten yards and a first down for Flakes. Yeah, just busting right up there, up the gut, and uh, running with a lot of authority. Punishes the safety that steps in there to uh, to make that play. Was that Flakes and, or was that DV? That was that was DV on that play. Okay. Yeah, DV was uh, like we said he. He's come out in this second half, and he's playing with more authority. That that downhill run looked more like flakes, which is a good thing for DV. No doubt. Here comes motion from Loba, or from uh, Blomeyer, and it's a fake jet to an inside give, and no gain on the play. Second down and 10 on DV on the carry. Yeah, Fairhope does a good job of just muddying the picture and, and getting a lot of bodies in the uh, – uh, in the way there, just no lane for DV to uh, to, to find. And uh, Fairhope does a good job on first down. Three receivers to the near side. First time we've kind of seen this particular look. There goes motion 
for Blomar and wants the out route, has his receiver, does Clyde Pittman, the senior, has a gain of about eight or nine on the play. Yeah, nice out route to uh, to Blomeyer, and uh, on a, after a after a poor first down uh, play, Auburn gets it in third and manageable here, and uh, we'll see how we convert. Third and three coming. Auburn four of eight on third downs on the night. McLean steps off in motion. Auburn jumped. And that was uh, Braden Joyner at the left tackle spot, who moves third down and uh, third down and eight coming. Well, it, it takes away the uh, the great second down pass play that we have, and uh, Auburn will be forced to try to convert a, a third and long here. Davis Harson gets the call, and now will run. Oh, it's all the way to the far left hash, and we'll get the uh, get the play call to the rest of his teammates. Two receivers to the near side, tight end, and a receiver to the left. Dropping back as Harson steps up, wants his receiver, Griffin McLean. Nice hands, first down yardage to about the 47-yard line, gain of 10 on third down and eight. Yeah, you're exactly right, and a nice, confident throw right there from uh, Davis Harson. Steps up into the pocket, puts it uh, right uh, on the money to a crossing uh, Griffin McLean who uh, is just gets right beyond the first down marker and uh, showed some nice hands and uh, the ability to hang on to that ball as that Fairhope defense was punching at it, try to cause a turnover. Two tight or two receivers to either set either side rather for Harson. Blowmeyer in motion, give up the middle, and that time you had a free runner right up the middle, gain loss of about three on the play as Fairhope continues to drive back and send DV Williams backwards, second down and 13. Yeah, that was their uh, senior linebacker again, Corey Duvall, first one to get to him. Um, again, he's uh, playing really hard for those guys tonight. He's been on a lot of plays. Jack Hudden, or Hudson rather, because Jack Hudden is up here. Jack Hudson solo down on the near side. See if Auburn wants to take a shot with him. And he wants the near throw, and if he's able to hit it to him and maybe make it a move, but has to go to his knees to make a catch. Second down and 12 is going to go to third and nine. Gain of three. Auburn can take this to the quarter if they want, and they will. Yeah, Jack had to go down low to get that one, Davis. That's one he wants back. Uh, get it to him in a in a good throw position. He has yeah. the opportunity to make uh, some yards after the catch. 21-10, our score. We'll head to the fourth. Tigers lead by 11. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Not just our branches, but our roots are here. We were established in Opelika, Alabama in 1964. Our staff, board, and supervisory committee members are long-term local folks that you know, and our members are our owners. So if you are looking for a financial institution with stability, convenience, and competitive rates and lower fees, come join our financial family at Four Seasons Federal Credit Union. Accounts federally insured by NCUA. Subject to membership approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for more details. 
Is there anything more important than preserving your family memories? At Camera Graphics, that is our business. From the complete line of Canon, Nikon, or Sony cameras and accessories, to professional printing, to the area's finest custom frame shop, we can help you choose the right equipment, teach you to use it, print your pictures, and frame them too. Camera Graphics is also your source for any type of video transfer services. From old 8mm movies to VCR tapes, or just videos clogging up your phone, we can preserve those memories for you. We also offer the highest quality photocopying and restoration services. Come by today or check us out on the web at cameragraphics.net. The Eagles, Def Leppard, and the Tigers play here. Wings 94-3. to go. Welcome back to Duck Sanford Stadium. Start of the fourth quarter. Big third down and nine here for the Tigers. We got some scores coming for you as uh, we head towards the later stages of a bunch of games going on across the state here in first round action. Harson has it. He's going to roll to the left, sw- squ- or square up with his shoulders, finds McLean. He's going to get hit right at the sticks. We'll see where the spot is. Uh, the and It will be put at the 39. going to be short. Third down and nine gets eight, fourth and one. Yeah, put it in a nice spot again. Maybe threw it a little bit too late that let the uh, defender come up and react. But uh, Auburn's going to get on the ball. Fourth and, uh, what do you think, one? Fourth and one and go. Auburn High goes hard count, and it's going to be an offsides. And as we have this uh, break, let's send it to Jack for some scores. Jack, what you got? All right, Scott, let's run through the 7A playoffs really quickly. Dothan and Foley paired with this game. Dothan on top of Foley, 28-21, third quarter there. Enterprise and Baker, Enterprise on top of Baker, 22-13. And in 6A ball, check this out, Parker High School over Clay Chalkville right now going into the fourth quarter, Scott. 7-6 Seven to six to score there in that one. That would be the biggest upset. That's the defending 6A state champions ranked either number two or three in 6A, Clay Chalkville. Inside give to DV. DV runs hard behind his pads, and he's going to get a gain of about four on the play there. Want to see maybe him lower, just lower the shoulder right there and fight through and, and, and just – Force the issue, gain of about four on the play. Yeah, his natural tendency is to be patient and, and to find the hole. Um, he's had more of a burst in this second half, no doubt. He's, he's, he's run the ball much harder, but uh, but Auburn goes with Flakes after uh, after that first down play. Flakes comes in now. McLean, McLean off to the right, comes in motion. It's a counter look right up the middle for Flakes, and he's going to lower his shoulders, get across the 35 to the 34, gain of two, third down and about four coming up. As the Tigers facing their uh, 11th third down of the night, five of 10 on the night. Yeah, just keeping in mind that uh, that, that Auburn is uh, playing without their starting center tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jalen Foster, who's out, um, so having to go with uh, with the backup center, and uh, and he's done a nice job tonight of, of being able to. After he had a bad snap to start yeah. the game, but uh, he has calmed down and has performed really well tonight. Three receivers to the right, one receiver to the left. Harson in the gun. We'll give it inside to Flakes, and Flakes says Auburn runs behind. Uh, is a GT look. No gain on the play. Fourth down and uh, fourth down and about four. As they ran left with the pullers coming from the bottom. Braden Joyner is going to walk over, and I think. Uh, have some words with the offensive staff and just say what what he's seen. Yeah. And and that's something that comes with Braden Joyner played at the varsity level in Oxford as an eighth grader. Him and Coach Etheridge and Coach Wag and the, and Coach Stanford have a long history, five years with each other. Fourth down and about five coming up from the from the Fairhope 34. Harsh and 
Auburn wants to make sure that they get exactly what they want. Time, uh, the play clock was running down. We'll take the timeout with them. 9-10 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Tigers lead by 11, facing a fourth down. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. The official motions for quiet. That's Ed from Auburn Bank looking over another commercial loan application. He's assessing the capital needs of the small business. Long-term local relationships are his specialty. The client's liking it. They're really liking it. They love it. Exactly the hands-on experience they were looking for. Another local business with the capital they need for a big win. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Your Auburn High School football station, Wings 94-3. Auburn changes their mind, and it'll be a 51-yard field goal coming for Towns Magoo. Ball is on the left hash as Towns has the leg for it. We'll see if he's able to put it between the arms. Town gives the nod. Kick is on his way. Kick is tipped. Kick will be blocked. Fairhope is going to go back to it. Are they going to return it? Yes, they are. So Fairhope will attempt to return it. Town going down the sideline. Auburn High does a good enough job of covering the kick, and that's where Fairhope will take over down there at about the 25. There is a there is a penalty here. I don't know. It could be leaping. Could be offsides. Could be holding. Could be a million different things with this with this crew. I don't know. I've seen some weird things. Well, and it, it's fourth and five too. So what you know, it's would be enough to get the first down. Running into, the, into kicker. the kicker on Fairhope, which is going to be a first down call. Uh, their coaching staff's going to go crazy here. I don't know if does a tip change it. I don't know. On a punt, it does. And we're going to have a long discussion about this one. I do not know the rule here. Yeah, I don't either. And they don't either. Yeah, well, fair. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Hoover's in a close game with Bob Jones. I know Jack has gone over all this. We're just kind of going through some other things. Low Chipoka down late in the third quarter. Also, as we're having these pause and everything, want to give congratulations to the flag football team as as Fairhope wants to call a timeout and they're gonna want a they're gonna want a conversation about this one because this is the game. Auburn High School flag football goes to Central for the third time this season. They knock off the Red Devils and they advance to the final four of the uh, AHSAA flag football playoffs. Congratulations, ladies. I don't know. I don't know how Auburn beat Central twice and that game was at Central. I don't know how the two teams were playing in the Elite Eight. I know it's different classifications because of the amount of teams playing and everything like that. It's not the same as 7A. But either way, Auburn High School knocks off Central. They go to 14-1 and on the year, and they will advance to play in the Final Four. Well, good for them. And I've my kids have told me that uh, that team is filled with a lot of the Auburn girls' 100%. basketball. That's why Auburn did not play this past Thursday against Carver was because they're all playing in the playoffs. Yeah, still. I was going to ask how that's affected the basketball team because I know that they are ranked really high in the state and, mm -hmm. and expected to make another run again this year. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cool that uh, those girls are getting an opportunity to play some football. Yeah, there is an injury. Kelsey Andrews is going to be out for the season for the Tigers, the big-time freshman. But 
us right. Daniel's still around, so still still a lot of talent, and, and we'll see what happens here. And my guess, if you see a flag coming in on the far side, one, it's going to be very, very warranted, and two, that means it's going to be first down Auburn High School. Yeah. As um, this is just look, it, it's been it's been a weird football game because of the play. Uh, Fairhope has played very, very well. Adding into the weirdness has been the amount of flags that we have seen here tonight. Well, no doubt about it, and uh, you can see. Uh, Coach Carter over there, I mean, just pleading his case. They, they haven't moved the sticks. I mean, the Auburn offense is lined up uh, on the ball. The ball has been placed forward, but the sticks are still, you know, at the they, – as, as they, Exactly as they should they be. Were, yeah. yeah. And so they're uh, still having the long conversation, and we'll see what type of politician he is. 22-20, Baker, or Enterprises leads Baker. Baker scores a touchdown, 10-53 left to go in that one. We'll see what is – here's the – let me see if I see number one in the huddle for – the defense is the defense is in the huddle for Fairhope. And that's what they're going to – that's what the conversation – it's first and ten somebody. <laughs> that much I do know. Dothan and Foley now tied at 28. Well, it looks like it's going to be first down Auburn, and Fairhope is going to be very, very upset, and I do not blame them at all. Yeah. Eight fifty-four left to go here in the fourth quarter. The clock will run. Harson in mo or at the gun will hand off to DV. McLean pulls around, gets some nice blocks, and DV Williams will step out of bounds before getting hit. They say he's going to step out at the 31-yard line. Or, sorry, the 21-yard line. Gain of eight on the play. There's a flag on the far side because, of course, there is. <laughs> you know, there was one point in the, in the first half where there was a flag on the field that the uh, umpire had thrown, and they had to call a timeout because he hadn't picked it up. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. And he had to go back and walk about 10 yards and get it and put it in his belt. And I thought, Hell, he's just going to leave it on the he's ground. Gonna he's going to throw on. one well anyway. throw it again. <laughs> and counting, or not in counting. Clock stops because we're having a discussion. 8.45 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Tigers lead 21 to 10 in a game that will be overshadowed by the striped striped shirts. Fairhope has played extremely well here tonight. Auburn hasn't necessarily played poorly. Unsportsmanlike on Fairhope, and that was probably a a matter of time coming. Yeah. Yeah, something the coaches said over there to uh, to the line judge, I'm sure. And you know, it's the frustrations warranted. I'm sure both coaches are, are going to uh, to have a lot to say to whoever they complain to from the Alabama High School Athletic Association. There is a scratch list. Yeah, I I think that the word might be sent around the to the whole state. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's unfortunate. You don't want to pile on guys. See, there's, there's an ejection. There's right an there. ejection. Yeah. So. Who got ejected? Yeah, so I I think he's walking over to to get whoever was ejected off the field. Yeah. And I'm trying to see 
No, they didn't. There's no way they, they kit. No, that did not just. They kicked Tim Carter out of the game. Wow. That is a tr- that is that is just terrible. Just terrible. Utterly ridiculous. Here comes Auburn in motion, handoff to DV Williams, bounce it outside and there's going to be a flag flying in from the underneath the goalpost because what is the back judge doing looking at a block? And he's waving there it he's off. waving it off. I mean, what? <laughs> D.V. Williams from 12 <laughs> yards out makes it 27 to 10. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They didn't even have a discussion about it. Uh, and that, that touchdown punctuates a trip inside the uh, Byron Smokehouse Breakfast Red Zone. Byron Smokehouse at Auburn tr- tradition for over 30 years. That was a massive hole over the right side. Yeah. D.V. goes in untouched. Uh, a flag comes out immediately from the back judge. And then, the, and then the white hat just waves it off, and they don't even have a discussion about it. Magoo, PAT is up and good. 8.39 left to go here. Tigers make it a 28-10 lead. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Kia of Auburn is excited. It's November and Auburn basketball is back. It's also a great time to check out our winning lineup of Kia vehicles. The new 2023 Kia Telluride is now on the lot. The Kia Telluride certainly has that head-turning wow factor with its bold good looks. And it also comes equipped with a long list of standard features. Shop our complete inventory online at KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn is a proud supporter of Auburn Athletics. Kia of Auburn, where you are always number one. AHS Football on Wings 94.3, part of the Auburn Network family of stations. Auburn High School punches it in after an, a weird, 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 uh, weird drive as Auburn took over at their own 25-yard line and drove the distance for the touchdown. We'll have that drive for you in a second. Auburn High School has scored on four straight possessions. Penalties have helped two of them. That one is in the end zone. Will be a touchback. Let's send it to Jack for the drive summary. Scott, here's the good news. Auburn goes down the field 75 yards. It took them 12 plays to do so, but they go down the field 75 yards. They punch it in on the D.V. Williams uh, 11-yard run. But the big story of the day, obviously, is going to be penalties. Once again, had that 55-yard penalty drive. I have got 30, 40, I've got 45 on that drive by both teams, Scott. Wow. Jeez. Eight thirty-nine left to go here. Three receivers to the right. Inside handoff. Nice cut there by the Fairhope back. Going to get a gain of about seven on the play. Uh, the, the best run they've had yep. just over center without the quarterback keeping it this entire game. McCants on the on the run, he's been good, but Auburn High has been good, has done well in just kind of bottling them up. 
Nice, interesting run game that um, that Fairhope runs, and we have not seen a lot of the motion orbit triple option read. It's been a completely and totally different look here tonight. Creel drops back. Here comes pressure, but Creel will break pressure, break contain into the open ground, and coming in from the backside is an Auburn defensive player, Kate Rayburn. And uh, Mark Tolan there on the cat on the tackle, shot out of a cannon, first down yardage out to about the 43. Yeah, those guys in backside pursuit. I mean, they're super important with a quarterback like this. Once again, he gets out in the open field and he hurts us. Quick screen to the near side. And coming back into where a bunch of trouble is, Tolan and uh, Clark Cleveland there. There's a flag thrown right at the feet of some of uh, – of, uh, of some players, and there is yeah. uh, there's some some clapping of yeah. the Auburn and some frustration on the Fairhope side. My guess is this is going to be a late hit on, on uh, the Pirates, or maybe even another chop block oh, because of the. Uh, well, it was so late. I'm not really sure. Let's see. I know the defensive line was. Uh, yeah, the defensive line was the one very adamant about the penalty. Yeah. So was it a chop? No, he just said, it, he just late, said personal Was foul. it late hit? He just said personal yeah, okay. foul, yeah. Well, it's first down on there. I'm not sure if it was dead ball or what. Not sure that anybody knows at this point, Tom. 7.47 left to go here. First down and a bunch for Fairhope. Krill drops back. He has pressure, wants a screen, has his tight end. This was the touchdown play. Caleb Pitts adding pressure. Coleman Granberry runs to the far side. And there's going to be a flag on Pete Davis as he ends up hitting uh, Ben Mosley late. <laughs> oh, man. I'm tired of talking about it, man. I'm not going to mention the officials. I'm not going to complain about the officials the rest of the game. I am merely going to say there's yeah. a flag on the play. In fact, uh, if back in the network studio, uh, never mind, I'm just going to do it here, and I'm going to take myself saying flag on the play, and we're just going to play it because I'm tired of saying it. Personal foul on Auburn, first down, Fairhope. As, as I go back and watch the replay, I mean, it, it was a late hit. I mean, he doesn't have any, any reason to hit a kid that, that's not looking at him right there. But, man, just the, the amount of flags in this game is just a, a astounding. Krill drops back, and it's a draw the whole way. First down yardage, Graham, no, that, yeah, that is Graham Young. He's, as he makes the tackle, and as he makes the tackle, he's trying to rip the ball out. Yeah. Gain of 11 on the play, first down and 10 at about the 27-yard line here for, for Fairhope yeah, as fair. they're trying to go as fast as they can. That's right, going fast, trying to take advantage of the legs, the athleticism of, of Creel. Here comes motion. And it's a keep by Krill, trying to get to the outside. Pete Davis runs him out. Gain of about two or three on the play. Yeah, good job. I mean, right there, you, you just have to, to be the athlete. I mean, you, you've got inside-out positioning right there. You've got the sideline that uh, that is your ultimate defender. And uh, you just refuse to give away that inside ground. And he does a good job of pushing him out of bounds for hardly any gain. Dropping back, Krill wants the screen to the other side. Tip, that's a heck of a play out there. By, I believe, Caleb the defensive Pitts. lineman. Yeah. Was that Caleb Pitts? It sure was. Caleb Pitts, the sophomore, makes a heck of a play. He does. He's got a long body. He's going to be a great player for Auburn. You can tell he's, he's got explosion. He's got athleticism. 
and uh, he's got a football uh, just instinct, IQ, to be able to get that hand up and knock the ball down. Here comes motion out of an empty set for the Pirates. Creel has it, drops back, wants a quick screen to the outside. Octavian Brown flows, knocks a knocks the um, knocks a receiver out of bounds on third down and nine, gain of about four. Yeah, that was a setup fourth down right there because uh, they had no shot at getting the yeah. first down. They were just taking as much as Auburn would give them to get them in position to try to convert. And this looks like a very similar to the game plan they had against Briarwood. A lot of quick throws, nothing really downfield. Grill has it, and he'll drop back. Mesh concept, wants the wheel, has the receiver. What a catch. That's a heck of a catch there by Preston Godfrey at about the four-yard line on fourth down and seven, gain of 21. What a throw as well. Yeah, it was a great catch. He had to make an adjustment. They got uh, their running back isolated on uh, Octavian Brown. Not bad coverage, just in a perfect, perfect position. Great catch. Kill Kill has it once, an underneath screen. Going to move around some blocks. A great job outside. There by the running back number four, McCants on the safety. Touchdown from four yards out. Yeah, same play they scored last time. It's just the uh, the tunnel screen right there to the slot receiver who comes back in and, and gets north and south after making the catch and uh, goes in virtually untouched. Mosley on the touchdown. 28-16 to 16 with 621 left to go here. PAT is up. PAT is good. 621 left to go. Tigers lead 28-17. We'll be right back in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. The Beatles, the Stones, and the Tigers play here. Wings, 94-3. You think he's going to kick this deep? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how's this ball set up? Ball sets up normal. I don't see how you kick it deep. 28-17, our score. Tigers lead. Fairhope needs to find a way to steal a possession. There's your onside kick, and that's a great job by Griffin McLean to attack and field it, and Auburn will have it at the 49-yard line. Well, you called it. The, the attack was was the right move right there. He caught it on a uh, on a little bounce that uh, he knew he could field cleanly, and he goes and gets it. He, he ends up fielding that ball at the 9-yard mark and uh, is able to get to it before there's any sort of uh, issue there. Final. Parker pulls it off. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. Seven to six. The defending 6A champions, the uh, Clay Chalkville Cougars, go down. Holy cow. Wow. Pittman in the gun. He's going to hand it off as Flakes, two hands on the ball across the 40-yard line, 45-yard line to about the 44, gain of five. Well, that just opens it up for my alma mater. Well, there you go. I mean, that Center Point High School, I mean, they they were in the same bracket. Their only loss for the season was to uh, Clay Chalkville, and they have scored a ton of points on people this year. So um, we're, we're all Eagles tonight. 6A, <laughs> 6A North becomes wide open. Yeah. I'm, I'm t- telling you, the center point or Hartzell may be the, the team out of the yeah. North now. 
it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens coming out of there. Theodore, the number one team in 6A, is just a physical brute of a team. Tyler Flakes running hard across the 40-yard line to about the 39. Close to first down yardage on second down and about five. We'll see if it's short. Looks like it's third down and a couple of inches. Auburn really leaning on Avery Ferris, Braden Joyner, this left side. Uh, Tyler Flakes uh, getting uh, substituted out now for uh, for, for D.V. Williams. Yeah. But uh, both of those guys have, have run hard the second half. And Auburn will go wildcat here, D.V., We'll have it and go right up the middle. First down yard is Clyde Pittman in there to get a block <laughs> to the 35-yard line, gain of four on the play first down. Yeah, nice little nice little crack block in there from your quarterback comes in, and uh, he doesn't want to just stand out there and look pretty. He wants to go in there and get some, if, get some contact. If you want Clyde to not throw a block, you're going to have to take Clyde <laughs> off the field. Is there some type of – Okay, yeah, I did not see the Fairhope player down. As scary moment here, and hopefully it's just hopefully cramps and nothing serious. And I know you say, well, Scott, it's it's you know, sixty four degrees. Well, when you're when you're playing, yeah, it, it cramps can happen at oh, any time. Yeah. And I know that far too well. I've suffered with that a lot in my career. But uh, you know, these guys are playing hard. Fairhope playing hard. They're playing with a ton of effort. Um, these Auburn kids are playing physical, and uh, but that that Fairhope defense particularly has uh, has played a very physical football game. As uh, wow, as as Dothan scores twice in a hurry, as that game was 28-28. Is there a defensive scoop and score? Well, that's how Dothan made the playoffs with the scoop and score against Prattville. Clock will run. And Auburn's going to try to bleed this clock here. The play clock still at uh, 20. 20 seconds. Yeah. They've reset it at 40 as opposed to 25. So Auburn taking their time in this two tight end set. Yeah, good job by Clyde telling his offensive lineman to just stand up till 10 seconds. Now they get down in their stances. Uh, handoff inside for Flakes as he's going to be strung out and will be stopped in the field of play. Fairhope is trying to carry him into the sideline. There's going to be a loss on the play of about one or two. Second down and about 12 now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the, the rule there. I guess forward progress has stopped, and, and that's why. But he, he obviously is trying to get him out of bounds. He pulled him out of bounds. They landed out of bounds, but the, uh, but the clock continues to run, which is good, good yeah, for Auburn. Good for Auburn. Twenty-eight, seventeen. Tigers lead here. Inside give for Flakes. Bounces outside into the open field. 20, 25, 10. Touchdown, Flakes. From 37 yards out, his third house call on the night. Tigers almost put this one away, 34-17. And that's the difference between Tyler Flakes and D.V. Williams is just that extra gear. He, he just has a little bit faster. But this time, uh, Braden Joyner gets the ceiling block right there on two guys. He actually is able to prevent two guys from getting two Flakes. Uh, alters their angle. 
that gets Flakes to the sideline, and he just outruns the rest of the defense. So a great job there of uh, Auburn coming down and, uh, and scoring after Fairhope put up a big drive. 3.36 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Tigers now lead 35-17 to 17 after the PAT. We'll be back in 30, in 30 seconds. Tigers up late in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the orthopedic clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the orthopedic clinic. Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointment today. The Eagles, Def Leppard, and the Tigers play here. Wings 94-3. left to go here in the fourth quarter. Tigers lead 35-17 after going one, two, three, four straight drives to start the game without a touchdown. They have gone one, two, three, four, five, five, four, five, and two of those extended by Fairhope penalties and special teams. Magoo will send it into the end zone for the touchback, and Fairhope will take over at the 20-yard line. Yeah, such a weapon right there. We haven't talked about it much tonight, but – Magoo just putting those balls deep and, and not allowing for a big play in a special team sense. Uh, just a, just a, a great job. I, I talked to his dad early in the season about him being new to football, not understanding. And, you know, when Enterprise returned that kick, he never had been in that situation, <laughs> didn't know he was supposed to tackle somebody. <laughs> Krill in the gun. Same set that we've seen all night. Krill dropped back. And wants a little screen. Nice catch on the far sideline by the running back. Gain of about four or five on the play as number four McCann sticks the paw up there and, and just snatches it out of the air. Yeah, sure. Well, I thought he was just throwing the ball away, but uh, the, the pressure was coming, and uh, Creel's able to get it off to the big running back, and, and both of those guys in the backfield are good players. Dropping back is Creel. Hesitation, wants the seam route, trying to get over top of Graham Young. Overthrown. Just a little, you run that stick so much, you run the stick and nod and right over the middle of the field. Graham was close enough to make it have to be a great throw incomplete. Second down or third down and about seven come. Yeah, Graham's a little down on himself for letting a receiver get by him, but, uh, you know, he has a, uh, he, he, he had a, he saw the play just uh, just one step behind him. There was a, another play, another personal foul oh on Fairhope. Flag on the play. third down and and this is what you see in the playoffs you get you get teams and seniors who are towards the end of their career and there's some frustration that that happens and and I understand it Fairhope has had a reason to be frustrated they've had a lot of big plays called back due to penalties as there's another flag on the play out at the 25-yard line. Wow. Unsportsmanlike on Fairhope. I think Fairhope is trying to call a timeout to maybe try to calm down. So it'll be third down and forever back around the five-yard line, and it will be a timeout. We'll try to figure things out. 3.23 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Timeout Fairhope. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Hello, this is Coley Trent from Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. My dad Bill and I are pleased to be a part of the Opelika, Auburn, and Lee County area and thankful to the families that have placed their trust in us. At Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory, we continue to assure you when you call on us, you will be treated like a member of our own family with passionate and caring service. It's our desire to assist you during your difficult times and help you through your many decisions you face. Call on us in your time of need. Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. Auburn High School Football on Wings 94.3. Now that's classic. 35-17 is your score here. What? I don't even know what down. I thought it was third down. I don't know. I don't know. It's first down now. No, it was a screen. It was an incomplete. It's third down. Three twenty-three down here. Um, no, they're saying not, first down. It's not first down. There's no chance. Third down is is what it actually is. That's <laughs> a first down is up. Second down. Is who's on first? What's on second? Nobody knows. Trying to get a wheel route and overthrown incomplete. I think Coach Hall made a made a catch on the sideline. Oh, that was a good job right there by Clark Cleveland. It gets matched up. That's the same uh, route that they ran on their last touchdown drive, where the uh, running back made a great fourth down catch. But uh, this time, Clark Cleveland is able to run with him and uh, forces a poor throw. It's now third down. They had to have called the penalty on the last play in in an in play penalty, not a dead ball penalty. Gotcha. And then all the stuff afterwards happened after the fact which made it second down, which kept it at second down. It's now third down and half a mile. Krill will have it and will drop back, and he's going to try to scramble. He's going to make one guy miss, but not the second and the third. Gain of about uh, gain of about five moves it out to the nine-yard line, and it will be fourth down. Good job by that Auburn defense just kind of converging on the ball. That's a kid that's dangerous. He's hurt Auburn a lot tonight, but a lot of guys get uh, to the ball carrier, and, you know, that says third down over there. The scoreboard says fourth down. I don't, know, I, I don't know what down it is. But uh, they got their offense out, so they obviously think it's third, third down. Third down? Nobody knows. Creel sends a player in motion. He'll has it and he'll drop back, steps up, out of pressure, makes one guy miss, runs around Octavian Brown. Pete Davis there is going to make the tackle as it's going to get out to about the 14-yard line gain of about three or four on sixth down. I believe Fairhope will finally punt. Well, that time he had the receiver, the, the wheel route wide open. Nobody went, ran with him, but uh, him Creel having to kind of run for his life right there never is able to identify him. And Auburn's able to get uh, get to him, get him down, force the punt here. Hopefully run this clock out and, and, and move on to the second round. Logan Blomeyer back deep to return for the Tigers. And I think everybody at this point in time is completely content trying to find a way to run this thing down and, and, and move on. Blomeyer waves a hand. will catch it at about the 41-yard line. And Auburn High will take over right there. Good job right there by Blomeyer of uh, getting up there, yeah. fielding that punt. He fielded it cleanly. 
lot of confidence and, uh, you know, something that something we can be shaky at sometimes. So good job of, of getting that done and setting this offense up. Logan, when he was a sophomore, ended up being the punt returner at the end of that season because of his short hands, got hurt last year, has had a very solid very solid, solid um, senior season yep. here, and now Auburn High will have an opportunity to run this thing out. Dothan is a final. If the Tigers can hang on, we will be back here for the second round. Inside give to DV. DV patient, spins around, put two hands on the ball, sir, and it'll be to the 35-yard line, gain of about six. So with that final brought to you by Franklin Tire and Auto, Auburn, if they're able to hang on, Central is going to win. Enterprise is up. It should be a clean sweep, and it should be a clean sweep for two regions here in 7A. Region 2 and Region 3. Yeah, we're going to hope that uh, that this region really is able to uh, to, well, to get a crack at that. Uh, in head-to-head, -head, uh, this region is 2-0 and against the other that's one. That's right. Enterprise wins 35-26. to Inside give on second down. So I was looking through the top four, and number one is Hoover, number two Central, three Thompson, four Auburn. They've all kind of sort of played each other. Central mm -hmm. played two home games or one home game against the top four. They beat Auburn. They also beat Hewitt. Auburn played two, a neutral game and a road game, went 1-1. Thompson played a home game against Hoover, went 0-1. Hoover went 1-1, losing a neutral site game and winning a road game. D.V. Williams has it. Wildcat. Looked like it was supposed to go left. He puts his foot in the ground and goes right. Going to have close to first down yardage on third down and three. Either way, as long as uh, as long as um, Fairhope decides they don't want to call a timeout as um, third down and three is going to be ruled short. The big thing is, is give me. I think the officials might have had it off, so Auburn might have to run another play. Because if these officials get an opportunity to throw oh, a flag, they, good yeah. Lord, they're going yeah, they to. They don't by, by about 0.8 seconds. Yeah. So Auburn will once again win 10 games in advance, and they will win 10 or they will win 35 to 17 and go to 10 and one on the season. Fairhope falls to eight and three. A very very game Pirates team. They were extremely well coached. Yep. They showed up ready to go to work and they showed up ready to uh, to give it everything they had and that's exactly what this Pirates team did. Um, again, I thought they were going to end up being the one seed. This ended up feeling like a second round matchup, not yep. really a first round matchup here tonight between Auburn and Inter or Fairhope. 35-17 our final score. We'll go ahead and send it to break. You're listening to the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hello, this is Coley Trent from Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. My dad Bill and I are pleased to be a part of the Opelika, Auburn, and Lee County area and thankful to the families that have placed their trust in us. At Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory, we continue to assure you when you call on us, you will be treated like a member of our own family with passionate and caring service. It's our desire to assist you during your difficult times and help you through your many decisions you face. Call on us in your time of need, Jeffco Trent Funeral Home and Crematory. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. 
Franklin Tire and Auto is your one-stop automotive shop. For quality, dependable tires, Franklin features Bridgestone, Firestone, and Yokohama. For complete car care, trust Franklin's ASE certified technicians. And for precision collision repair, Franklin's state-of-the-art body shop can fully restore any make or model. With free estimates, insurance claims, welcome, and 24-hour towing, all at one stop. Since 1970, Franklin Tire and Auto, East University Drive, across from CC's Pizza, and at franklinautoink.com. So you want to know what it's like to be a college student at Southern Union? I'll tell you. You get the best of both worlds. Low costs and small class sizes. Plus all the perks that come from attending a school in an ideal college setting. Get as involved on campus as you want. Or buckle down and get ready to join the workforce fast. Visit suscc.edu to schedule an in-person tour or to register now for next semester. to the stadium for the Southern Union Post Game Show. Recapping tonight's Auburn High game on Wings 94-3. Tigers a winner over Fairhope tonight. 35-17. to Auburn goes three and out on their first two drives of offense, but then goes on to put up 35 points on their way to putting away this scrappy Pirates squad and moving on to the second round of the 7A Alabama State Playoffs where they will have a date at the Duck with Dothan High next week. Same time, same place. Be sure to come out. Welcome back to Duck Sanford Stadium in Auburn, Alabama. Jack Hudden with you on the Southern Union State Community College postgame show. Southern Union State Community College, a story of tradition eclipsing 100 years. Let Southern Union help you write your story of success. Visit suscc.edu. While this one was happening, Auburn moving on to the second round. You have Dothan and Foley going final down in the Gulf. Dothan upsets the Foley Lions. They will come to this stadium, Duck Sanford, next week. Same time, same place as we mentioned. Second round. Uh, Auburn going to get to host a second-round game over those Dothan Wolves. Auburn won that game earlier this season. We'll see if the Tigers can continue that run and move on to the uh, next round after that. But it will be Auburn and Dothan in Duck Sanford Stadium next week at this time. Elsewhere in the area, Enterprise and Baker has also gone final. Enterprise wins that one. Enterprise 35, Baker 26. Enterprise will move on where they will get in the next round. Enterprise going to get Central, who uh, we can go ahead and we can go ahead and call that a Central win. Central up on Mary Montgomery, 51 to seven. That one in the final quarter there in the fourth quarter of action. Once again, 51 to seven. Central on top of Mary Montgomery. So it will be Enterprise and Central. It will be Auburn and Dothan. And with that, you have an entire second round made of Region Two. That's right. You can just call this the Region Two playoffs. That is the entirety of Region Two all winning tonight. Region One has been eliminated from playoff uh, play. Elsewhere in the 7A state playoffs, Hoover and Bob Jones going at it. Hoover taking down Bob Jones 45-19 to tonight, the number three team in the state that this Auburn team has actually defeated on this year, moves on to the second round. They will get uh, the winner of 
Florence and Hewitt Trustful win that one goes final. That one still wrapping up things in the fourth quarter there. Hewitt Trustful on top of Florence right now, looking good for the Huskies, 31-13. to 13. Uh, As that moves on, we'll try to get your score update if that changes. But for now, looks like Hewitt Trustful doing a good job and hanging on there. Elsewhere, it's the uh, Region 4 number 1 seed, Austin, and the Region 3 number 4 seed, Vestavia Hills. Vestavia Hills, the Rebels all over Austin tonight, 52 to 10. And then uh, paired up with that when you have Thompson and Huntsville. Thompson and Huntsville got underway about 7 o'clock right at the same time. Thompson uh, had a little bit of trouble putting away this Huntsville squad early, but eventually run away with it in the second half, 34 to nothing. The Warriors win that one and they will move on as the two seed out of Region 3. They will get that Vestavia Hill squad. If Hewitt Trustful holds on, that will be a full Birmingham region. You will then have Region 3 and Region 2 teams only left, and then you'll have a fight to the finish between those two regions. So once again, Auburn a winner tonight, 35-17 to over Dothan. That is your high school football action on the Franklin Tire and Auto scoreboard, Franklin Tire and Auto. Uh, Franklin Tyron Auto, friendly service from Franklin East University Drive in Auburn. A very quick look at the collegiate scoreboard right now. We have some Friday night action going on around the country. It is Oregon State and Washington just underway, uh, knotted up at zero there. No score, 13.48 left to go in the first. So just underway there, Oregon State driving. It's gone final in UConn. UConn wins that one 27-10. They're now one win away from bowl eligibility, the UConn Huskies with a quick turnaround. And then finally, Duke and Boston College. Duke pulling that one out 38-31. to Boston College mounts a comeback, almost gets back to that. That one you have tomorrow on the slate. Of course, we mentioned the Tennessee-Georgia game. That one going to get underway prime time, 2.30. Hendon Hooker and the Vols trying to upset Stetson Bennett and the Georgia Dogs. You have Alabama and LSU. That will get underway at 6.30 on ESPN. And then finally, you do have in this area Auburn and Mississippi State. That one will be in Starkville. Auburn trying to win their first game under Cadillac Williams interim head coach. That will do it for the Franklin Tire and Auto scoreboard report. As the team kneels down on the field, we'll go ahead and send it to break and then come right back. Give you a couple thoughts from Scott Bagwell and Rob Pate on the Southern Union State Community College postgame show. This is the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. At Glenn Smith in Opelika, we're loaded with trucks, trucks, and more trucks. We have over 100 new Chevy and GM trucks on the ground and on the way. New Chevrolet Silverados, up to $7,000 off. GMC Sierras, up to $7,500 off. Are you ready for your new Chevy or GMC truck? We've got them. With no payments till springtime at Glenn Smith in Opelika. Shop online 24-7 at glennsmith.com. Get ready to smile. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. 
Teamwork is key to winning on the football field. At University Ace, teamwork is key to our success too. Hi, David Fitner here, owner of University Ace Hardware. We're proud to be your family-owned and operated neighborhood helpful place, serving the community since 2013. Our mission, serve both in-store and in the community. Getting a customer for life is like winning a state championship. University Ace, next to the movie theater in Auburn. University Ace is proud to support the Auburn High Tigers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. The Southern Union Post Game Show continues on your Auburn High football station, Wings 94-3. Welcome back to Duck Sanford Stadium. Scott Bagwell here joined by Rob Pate as Jack Hudden awaits head coach Keith Etheridge. 35-17, the final, a big win. Again, I for my money, I think that, that Fairhope is the best team in Region 1. Yeah. Um, they had some things go there, go against them, against Foley and against Baker, um, and, uh, and and you know we saw it. Uh, we saw it tonight. That team is really, really good. They had some things go against them tonight. Uh, some penalties that that uh, took away two touchdowns on one drive. Um, penalties to extend drives. Uh, the roughing the punter was was a correct call. The, the running into the kicker on the fourth down on a tipped ball, I'm not sure what the rule is there. Um, it might be that uh, on a tip, if, you, if you're the player that tips it, yeah, you can then run into the, the kicker. If it's um, somebody else, I'm, again, I'm not 100% sure. I know there are flags, a plenty flags on both teams that took away from the flow of the game. And, um, you know, if you're Auburn, you're happy to win in advance if you're Fairhope especially these seniors and and a lot of the players that we called out that played well tonight were um were seniors it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you know you're playing on the road against a good team but then and i'm not saying there there was it just when when the game gets called like that it feels it it just feels leaves a sour sour taste in your mouth oh no doubt i mean the first uh, drive that uh, fairhope put points on the board they had two touchdowns that got called back um on penalties and you know that's just uh that like you said a sour taste it's tough. It's sad. It's the it's the it's the hardest part when you come out here and watch playoff football. As you see these seniors that know that uh, I'll never do this again, and uh, that really just uh, um, it, it's heart wrenching. I, I told you, I said that's probably the greatest motivation that Coach uh, Etheridge could do to his team is say, hey, turn around, and look at these Fairhope guys and, and their hearts that bleed out here. You know, they just lay it all on the line, and then it's it's over, and that's how quick it can be. That's playoff football, and that's why the, the stakes are so high. But you know, for for me, it was uh, for, for Auburn taking advantage at the end of the first half, putting that touchdown on the board, going up 14 to three in the half. I think that really swung momentum and uh, gave them a lot of confidence going in, a little bit of separation. They hadn't played good football. Neither team had really played clean football. Um, and uh, I thought that, uh, you know, that, that separation gave them the, the impetus to, to, to start the second half and just kind of run away with it there. So after the fumble by the DV right into the arms, and that was right after the, uh, the, the field goal by, by – um, right after the field goal by Fairhope, touchdown, Auburn was going to have to punt – 
roughing the, the punter, touchdown shortly thereafter, touchdown, touchdown, and then and then the end of the game. And one of those touchdowns, again, extended by the field goal, was uh, just, you know, one of those things where the Auburn offense got going, they grinded it out. I think the offensive line got more um, settled as well with Will Ward in there. And, um, you know, Auburn found a way. In the playoffs, it's, it's not going to be pretty. You're going to have to play some weird games. You're going to have to find a way to win where you don't play your best. And, uh, and Auburn High found a way to do that here tonight. Yeah, you win by multiple scores right there on the first round of the playoffs. You're always going to be happy and satisfied with that. As it uh, looks like uh, Jack has coach. Jack, go ahead and take it away. All right, Scott, down here with Coach Keith Etheridge. Coach, a big win, 35-17 tonight. You guys a little slow out of the gate tonight, but you put up 35 points. That's a good fair hope team you just beat. Oh, yeah, they got a great team. You know, Tim does a really good job. He's always been a class act, you know. Um, he's over there fighting for his kids. You know, I completely understand it. You know, I think that uh, <laughs> um, they got a really good football team. That quarterback, they got special. You know, uh, defensively, they played hard. They played hard nose and just got after it, man. I, I mean, can't say enough about that group of guys. They, they, and you hate to see, you know, anybody lose lose their last game. And, um, but they got a good group of guys. I'm, I'm really, really, really glad we got the win tonight because. We did. We come out a little slow, but defensively we played good all night. Offensively, after the first couple of drives, you know, we started getting it going and, and, and playing well. Coach, I, I hope I'm the one to break this news to you, but Dothan upsets Foley yeah. down in south. You get Dothan here next week. How big is it to have a, ra- a round good. two game in your own in your own home? Absolutely. We want to be at home. You know, that, that's that's great for us. You know, of course, we just want to. Keep moving on, and um, you know, and we just want to win. We don't care who we play next. We just want to win. But of course, it being Dothan and there being a region opponent, you know, uh, you know, we gotta start working and stop that offense. <laughs> 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 they 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 play great football all year, you know, and um, we just gotta find a way to slow them down because they they you know they just find the creases and make big plays. Coach, you, that kind of goes into my last question here. You guys have prided yourself this year on defense, on swarming to the ball. How do you attack a team like Dothan? Is it similar to how you would attack uh, a team like Fairhope, who we thought was going to give you some looks in the triple option tonight? Didn't really see that, but right. is there any dif- difference in preparation this week for you guys? No, we're just going to do what we do. You know, we're going to we're going to continue to to work and 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 play physical. And you know, um, I thought we did a good job tonight. You know. Um, even the first couple series, we just got behind in the chains. I mean, got penalties and can't overcome 15-yard penalties that on on second and third downs. You know, it makes it really tough. So I think that had a lot to do with our slow start, getting those penalties. And then when we calmed down a little bit and started, you know, making plays, you know, it sort it just got it, it got a little easier. You know, first and ten is a lot easier than first and 25. <laughs> That's Coach Keith Etheridge. Coach, I know you're a popular man. Go get in the locker room. Y'all celebrate this one. Thank we'll see you guys. out here next week. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for what y'all do. All right. Back up to you guys, Scott and Rob. Coach Keith Etheridge, give us a go Tigers on the way out. Thanks, Jack. And we come back, we'll have some final thoughts. This is a Southern Union State Community College postgame show. And this is the Auburn High School Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Fall foliage and thousands of reds, oranges, and yellows. One RV, two bicycles, and 42 years in the making. You can finally begin that one big adventure with your lifetime best friend. When it's time to enjoy retirement, you trust only one bank. Troy Bank & Trust has a location near you. For every financial need along life's journey, rely on us today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need. Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for closing comments as we wrap up tonight's Auburn High football action on Wings 94-3. Welcome back to the Southern Union State Community College postgame show. Southern Union State Community College. A story of tradition eclipsed at 100 years. Let Southern Union help you write your story of success. Visit suscc.edu. Reading is fundamental, folks. 35-17, Auburn High School wins. They beat a very game Fairhope team. That's exactly what I thought we'd see out of Fairhope. They yeah. were extremely well coached. They fought their tails off. Um, again, that, uh, that's a team that probably should have been the one seed in the, uh, in the region, and we should have probably been seeing them next week. Um, luckily for Auburn, it, uh, it was a game here at home. Auburn doesn't have to go on the road now. They get Dothan at home. And, um, you know, it – you got to find a way to win games when things are sloppy. And at times they're going to be sloppy because of how you play. At times they're going to be sloppy because of how the way the opponent plays. At times it's going to be sloppy because of things you can't control. And Auburn High was able to finally get things going in the right way and able to pull away. Yeah, and tonight it was all three because it was the way that, that Fairhope played. I thought they had an outstanding game plan. I thought that they had kids playing really physical hard for four quarters. The officials, I think, really inserted themselves into this game, and that was something that both teams had to overcome. And then Auburn's, you know, shot themselves in the foot by committing some of those penalties, by turning the football over, not coming out sharp and effective and crisp. And uh, and yet, as the game progressed, Auburn got stronger. It was clear that in the second half, Auburn was the better team. They were able to run the football better. The running backs were more effective. And uh, they just kind of milked that game away. And uh, that's what you do. You know, that's, that's what happened to us when we went over and played Central. 
they took advantage and, and ran away um, by, by being able to rush the football. And that's what Auburn did to Fairhope tonight. So you celebrate any win, but, man, when you're in the playoffs, they're even sweeter when you move on to the next round. Auburn out gains Fairhope by over 100 yards, 222 of those coming in the second half when everything on both sides kind of cleaned up. Last time Auburn played Dothan, Auburn ran for seven yards a carry. They went 12 of 24 passing for 278 yards, four touchdowns, four of eight on third downs. And Dothan, they ran for 190 yards, but they also went one of nine for five yards passing, one of eight on third down, 0 of three. And it was a game that was over in the first quarter. Uh, you know, I honestly, and, you know, I, I'm not going to say – it's, it's amazing to me that Dothan won as many games as they did to get to this point. So they must have done something to turn their season around, uh, you know, whether that was their seniors came together, their coaching staff did something, but they, they must have gotten the attention of these guys because that was a running clock in the fourth yeah. quarter against Dothan last time we played them. And uh, for them to be a, a second-round opponent, you know, it, it's going to be a tough task for this Auburn coaching staff to have these guys – to fully respect the next opponent and know that, hey, any night you can go out and not play your game, and do you want to end that way? So it'll be incumbent on the seniors and the coaching staff to uh, to get those guys ready to play this week. I might give them this idea. If I was the coaching staff, I would bring the seniors in and I would show the Auburn Enterprise game from 2020 when Auburn went down there and did not get off the bench well, did not get off the bus well against this type of offense, and it's just gashed and gashed and gashed, turned the ball over, couldn't, and just and, – and that's what happened because you're right. I mean, you're, if you're Auburn, you're three wins away. You are three wins away from the ultimate championship and doing something historic for this program. You can't – you can't start overlooking. You got it. You got to, to, as coach says, respect every single opponent. There's a reason they're where they're at. They got big wins over Opelika. They beat Prattville. That's why they are where they are. They played uh, Central within two scores or maybe even one score. Um, they've turned around their season in a big way after walking off of this field back on um, back in early part of uh, of September. I, I, I agree. You show them that. I think that's a great uh, a great idea. I'd also say, hey. Have them come out here and look at these kids out here for Fairhope. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's nobody in the stands. There's nobody in the press box but you and I. And these kids for Fairhope are still out here on the field. Because they don't want to walk it off. They don't want to walk off. They know it's the last time they'll ever do it. And, uh, you know, that is a great motivator that uh, that you ought to you yeah. ought to show your kids Yeah, you have a, a group of kids over there kneeling at about the three yard line is uh, they're trying to take in every single moment and uh, they should because um, it's, it's it's something special being able to play high school football and this is the last time that, that, uh, that they'll get to do it and, uh, and Auburn High is going to hope that the last time they'll get to do it will be later on in December but to do that they got to take care of business next week against uh, Dothan airtime will be 630 to kick off at 7 o'clock one more note just because we can Auburn uh, and Fairhope combined for 300 penalties and 335 yards. Um, 335 yards is the second best offense in this game. Auburn had 388 yards. Fairhope had 274. Officials had 335. The next broadcast right here on the Auburn High School Sports Network will be next Friday night against Dothan at home in the second round of the playoffs. Airtime will be 6.30 on Wings 94.3, wingsfm.com, and the Wings 94.3 app will kick off at 7 o'clock. Auburn High School Football Report will, uh, with head coach Keith Etheridge will air Tuesday night at 7 right here on Wings 94.3. Again, Wednesday evening at 6 on ESPN 106.7. You can catch Jack tomorrow. Uh, um, after the game, what, what kind of Auburn team is going to show up at Starkville in the late night? Enjoy that late game, by the way, in that uh, midnight airtime that you get to have tomorrow night. Um, 
as uh, you know, it with the changing, there, it, there's a, at least the sense of new fresh air within the football program. We'll see how that shows up on Saturday. That's easy for it to show up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. How does it show up? I want a, I want a video. I want a camera in the locker room to see what type of speech Coach Carnell Williams is going to give before that team uh, takes the field. My guess is it's going to be something along the edge that, that will have them ready to, to run through a brick wall no, at the start no of that. He, he loves Auburn, and the players love him, and so they're going to play their hearts out for him. I mean, it, it may not be enough. But it, I think it'll be a, 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 an effort that people will be proud of. It will not be what we what what you will not question the effort, which no. some people could do the last couple of games. I I, I do believe that that Auburn's going to go out there and they're going to play hard. We'll see if it's enough, and then you can call in and give your thoughts about it with after the game with Jack Hudden. Auburn High School football is produced by Jack Hudden. Our f- studio engineer is Mackenzie Collins. For my broadcast partner, I'm Rob Pate. Or, for my broadcast partner, Rob Pate, I'm actually Scott Bagwell. I'm also a little delirious. Until next time, have a good night. Oh, a flag and go on you. Yourself. Oh, a flag flag on you. There it is. See you later, folks.